0: Welcome everyone to podcast number ninety-eight. These two yes. are backwards. There we go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> try and match our logo as best as best as I can. Um. Yeah. Welcome, right? Another week. Um. I guess topic of the day is Alberta's back in another lockdown. Cool. Or never left it. Just went worse.
1: Yeah. Bad. Bad news out in Alberta here, everybody. Yeah. Oh, cool. hell.
2: Here, here we are, 2,500 cases in a day consistently over the last, like, four or five days. Crazy. Yeah. Not good. Not good at all. But Makes makes are. sense, though. You
1: know, I think the biggest thing is, as long as they're going to enforce the rules that they're putting in, it sounds like they are in uh, in some of the, you know, you heard the comments from the Whistle Stop uh, restaurant, right? They're, they're trying to host something, and. You know, everybody's got to get shut down, right? Everybody, you got to follow the rules. You got to do what you got to do. It's a couple of weeks here. Kids are back home, right? Online mm-hmm. learning from K to 12. University shut down. Recreation shut down. One-on-one outdoor. I mean, golf is obviously affected too. It's not uh, not looking yeah. good for for Mister Bradley getting on the golf course. <laughs> we're, yeah,
3: we're we're nearing the end, I think, right? So you know, we get we'll get there soon, I think. We kind of knew what's was coming. July yeah
0: yeah I think I think the (laughs) unfortunately the government had to step in and do something for the vaccines to catch up right our vaccine program has been really good but we're just unfortunately not doing the right things in order to let those take over we're letting the infections win right so um as I don't agree with a lot of it but um I'm doing my part and I hope everybody else is too so we can all get out there and do our thing Hopefully within three weeks, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. To think that we all thought that there was a chance that we were going to open up on March 22nd. And now we're <laughs> the worst we've ever been.
4: Yeah. It's
2: absolutely crazy. But so,
3: uh, yeah. Here we are. It is what it is. We'll get there. Yeah. Um,
1: a lot oh, of yeah, comments it's... in there. What's everybody talking about in this comments?
3: Talking about Already. your hat. We're
1: off to the races. Talking about with... your hat. Yeah, wow, getting some love <laughs> about wearing a hat finally. The reason why I'm wearing a hat today though is not because of Mr. Canum. it's because it's hats off for Mental Health Wellness Day. So we're recognizing the mental health side of things and uh, important cause, so DB's got the hat on, there you go, Mr. Canham. Per-
0: perfect, perfect. <laughs> so we might as well hit up our nicknames here before we uh, continue on with our little banter. So I'm your host, Carrie. Ready for Vacation crates? We got Dexter bowling is the best part of bowling Wiseman. <laughs> Tim needs an assistant Wiseman and Daryl ready for the links. Bradley. <laughs> um, once again, five pin universe is happy to bring these podcasts to you and it wouldn't happen without our patrons supporting us for as little as $2 a month. You can be on Patreon at five pin or patreon.com slash five pin universe and help support us bring this to you weekly and it's actually been pretty consistent i'm really surprised after 98 episodes i thought we'd be a little bit more flaky um but yeah oh it took,
1: took a wednesday off it's hard line in the schedule now we just got uh, my men's league for golf is on monday nights oh. now we don't know if we're playing men's league or <laughs> probably not. but this is wednesday so of course the wife asked me, so you're going to have something on Mondays and Wednesdays now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got <it>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, if Ball came back around, I'd be busy Tuesday, Wednesdays, and probably Thursdays. So, hopefully that comes back.
3: But but Daryl, you're at home on, on Wednesday evenings. I mean, you're not out or anything like that. So, nope. you're technically with the family, right? Soccer
1: so. would be going, <laughs> but soccer right now is obviously on a yeah. hiatus as well. Um, there's Talk about doing a different sort of technical training side of things, but that's not uh, that this latest shutdown—that's not even allowed, right? So,
3: right.
1: Um, soccer's is not being played anytime soon. So, but we do have hundreds coming up soon, so we'll have to get Weber back on for hundreds. Oh yeah, 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 one hundred
2: percent. Yeah,
0: got got are him you... penciled in for his five minutes of yeah. little bit of chat. You,
2: you mean, you... mean Obi Wan Kenobi?
0: Yeah, Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah. I do Go ahead, guys. Yeah. No, uh, if people didn't see that, check out our uh, Facebook page. Oh, yes. Dex- Dexter did a little uh, May the 4th be with you um, for everyone. I'm not going to show it on podcast here, but Dexter may.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, no, Dex
0: I'm good. Quick.
2: I'm <laughs> okay. fingers oh, over good, there. Good, yeah, no, good. No, no, I'm writing names. <laughs> that, that's it. Perfect.
0: Just um, we are going to give away uh, a piece of merch this week as well. Um, it's going to be from Five Pin Universe for the mental health side of things. And it's going to be the exact copy of what Daryl is wearing. So get your comment in the chat and you'll be added to the draw. It's the blackout version of the flat-brimmed. It's a flex fit, is it not, Daryl? Yeah, yeah you are Perfect. perfect. <clears throat> does, awesome. it co-
3: does it come in flat-brim or does it come in curved? Yeah, uh, yeah
1: flat here. Brim, here. Flat brim. Watch. I'll sign it too. <laughs> it, 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 if the winner wants me to sign it, I'll sign, sign the hat.
0: And since since we're yeah. talking about signing awesome. things, um, Danny Bear, we're sorry. Yeah. Um, we haven't been able to get together due to COVID. So we haven't been able to sign your hat all together. So once that's uh, available to happen, we will sign it and mail it out to you. But we appreciate you ordering it.
2: Don't, don't even Did worry we... about him right now. He may not live through the week. He's not so, feeling that well. So, so. D- yeah, it may not even matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's real great. <laughs> uh,
1: Dexter, or how do we get in the draw? Did we say that yet?
2: You, you just got a comment.
1: All just you got to do is just in, in the chat. Just comments. got a okay. comment. Yeah. yeah. Even just a hello. Say hi to us. That's all you yeah, need to right. do. Right.
5: And exactly. you know,
0: we'll get you in. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, All Star is still our sponsor of the week. So we're going to run their quick commercial. Um, please check out AllstarBowlingSales.com and uh, they have tons of. Different uh deckling on bowling balls, clothing, all that good stuff. So please check out their site and uh you can use I do believe we still have a code 5 pin U15 for 15% off all their sales. So go check it out and we'll bring in our special guest. Alrighty. So for our podcast number 98, we got another Saskatchewanite hailing from Regina. Um this gentleman has four perfect games. Not too many people have uh, more than three. So, uh, quite the feat. And obviously, has won a ton of stuff, and we're happy to have him. Uh, hopefully, for the next hour and a half. Mr. Doug Clark.
4: Good evening, gentlemen. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. Hey,
1: buddy. hey, Dougie. Tim thought about that before. He's like, oh, I should have done tequila night for Cinco de Mayo. Uh.
5: Yeah.
1: I just can't believe he called us a gentleman.
2: <laughs> Doug, you've known us long enough that we're, we're that's start, really not the case. <laughs> we're starting on a
0: high note here.
2: <laughs> he is a professor Dexter, right? So, Professor Dougie. Yeah, that's I
0: gotta, right. get
4: that, gotta get that beard back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yes, you
2: do. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh. Well, it's good to have you on here, buddy. How's life treating you these days?
4: Oh, it's okay. Um, obviously... Uh, with all this COVID stuff going on, it's, it's not as good as to be expected, but you know, the kids went back to school this week, seem to be doing okay. And, and things seem to be turning around here in Saskatchewan a little bit. So, uh, we're hoping for the best, um, not in the situation you guys are in from what I hear. So it's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah. Lots of vaccines being taken place. You were mentioning that uh, there's different setups and how that's rolling, and it's it's positive that people are, are getting them and, and going. That that seems to be the key here of anything now, right?
4: Yeah, for sure. Like we've got the government program that's going on. We've got bookings and drive through, and uh, the pharmacies have opened up over the last week and a half to give out vaccines. So there's quite a few out there to give. As long as we got the vaccines from Saskatchewan, they're they're being taken up. So right, yeah. it's a good sign so far.
1: Are bowling alleys open in general, though? Still,
4: right? They are not in Regina. They're not. Uh, Everywhere else but Regina, they're open.
1: Huh. Weird. Why is that?
4: Regina has been the hot spot for the last. uh, We'll call it a month. So they shut a lot down in Regina and left everything else open. Right. Okay.
1: Mm. That's kind Mm. of annoying, but it is what it is. Just like you guys.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Did you just call us annoying? That's no, it's exactly. no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not what I, mean. I heard. Bowling alleys in general. I mean we talk about it every week, but it's just annoying, right? It's gotten to the point yeah. of all yeah. this, right? In yeah. general. Oh. Yeah. What uh what hopefully do you do for... after
0: the hundredth podcast it won't matter anymore. We won't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah, we'll we'll put a closure to it.
1: What uh what do you do for work <laughs> again, Dougie?
4: Uh director of operations over the loblaw warehouse here.
1: At the loblaws warehouse?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Food distribution. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Food distribution, yeah. So one of the it's a very uh secure industry to be in right now. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. got meat with restaurants closing down, we're getting busier and busier every day, right? So uh, unfortunately it's it's very busy.
1: Because that's to uh like save on foods into <laughs> the Loblaws Or is it no. loblaws no. only <laughs> to lob-
4: Loblaws to <laughs> superstore, no frills, extra foods. Gotcha. Um, not save on a different company.
1: So, is the big warehouse out there in Regina?
4: Yeah, we got a big uh, 1.1 1. 1 million square foot warehouse and we serve oh, stores out of it.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, it's busy.
1: Is it um, now, obviously, given COVID as well, very strict and locked down on processes and safety and, and all that stuff, uh, COVID related as well?
4: Yeah, 100%. We've got uh, lots of. Uh, not only mandated procedures that have come in through the government, but we put our own procedures in as well to keep our employees and colleagues safe. Um, yeah. and, and it's been working fairly well. Um, little slip-ups here and there, but nothing that we couldn't manage. Right. No, well, it's good. No,
1: it's interesting. It's always you know fun. Sometimes you don't know what people do for a living, right? So it's fun to you know ask questions and oh, okay.
4: Right. Yeah, it was quite the quite the change after you know working at the bowling alley for fifteen years and. And then decided to, to move on to something different. Once once I decided to get married and settle down, and did a, a more stable career, I felt. So this is where I went. Ended up getting out there.
1: Nice. And, like you're, st- and you're still in Regina and close to family and everybody's still there.
4: Yeah, yeah. Whole families here, so we didn't have to move.
1: Now bowling. Um, where did that start for you? As a, a you know, when you were young, did you? You said that you guys worked in the bowling alley for 15 years, but did the family own a bowling alley too when you were really young?
4: No, I never owned a bowling alley, but uh, my grandparents and parents were both involved in bowling. And uh, from there is where Kevin and I and my sister got involved, started through the YBC program. And from the YBC program, we progressed through there. I I believe uh, Kevin and I started right when, when, uh, when we were able to, about five years old, four or five years old, and been bowling ever since. My sister, as well. She only bowled up through YBC and didn't do much after that, but Kevin uh, uh, and I continued on from there.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I've met your sister.
4: No, no you know, a lot of people haven't. Like the, the people that have been around for a while that have known my family know who she is. She's out in Ontario now, so but she okay. doesn't get around very often. So it <laughs> was hmm. quite, quite the bowler in her day, but she decided to call, hang it up, and, and move on to those different things.
0: We we should ask her how it was growing up with you and Kevin. I'm sure it was uh, pretty it much was hell. Hey,
4: delightful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet those pre bowls and those practice bowls would have been quite fun when you're when you're on your own and just competing against your brother. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. I remember my mom telling stories about my brother and I. We would when we were young in pre bowls or or practice bowling, and we'd end up at fist fights, and one of us would be in a tantrum and just like. Not in a good right. My mom would be like, "Why do I do this? Why do I take you guys to the bowling alley and all you're going to do is fight?" And it's just the most unenjoyable thing that I've ever done in my life. But sure enough, two <laughs> days later, we're back in the bowling alley doing it all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. How, it do th- it. How do you
0: think? How do you think Scott and Wendy still feel?
1: Sure. <laughs> we <laughs> had yes. moments yeah. at the lanes, but like I think I was
2: also like scared shitless to piss them off too. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we were too bad at the bowling alley for the most part, but. No. We, we've probably been more fights working together than bowling together, that's for sure.
4: It's funny, speaking uh, when we were younger, like coming up to the YBC program, uh, with my parents bowling a couple nights a week, we'd always want to go down and watch them bowl or keep score for them and stuff like that. Now, one of my earliest memories is uh, in the men's league, my dad used to play and and he used to play in with Carrie Snyder's dad. So at a young age, about seven or eight, we used to hang out at the bowling league, at, at the Golden Mile actually, mm-hmm. and uh, while they were bowling, so that's that's where I first met Kerry.
1: Nice. Mm. Now, are you old? Who's older, you or Kevin? Sorry, I should know this, but
4: uh, well, lots of people say I look younger, but I am older. <laughs> mm.
1: You're and definitely you, the better-looking brother.
4: Yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is Kevin watching? Hi, Kevin.
1: Everybody say hi, Kevin. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> Um, So as the older brother growing up and being, you know, YBC days, was there, was him, was he pushing or were you just because you're a couple years older, you were generally always better until adult days? You know what I mean?
4: Well, he he seems to think I was better in YBC, but uh, I I beg to differ just because I had a little bit more success than him in YBC. I think he was just as competitive. Uh, He really started to shine once he got out of YBC. Right. That's when you started to get noticed, yeah.
1: Now, where do where was where did you play YBC? Uh,
4: at The Prairie Lanes, in Regina. It's hmm. it's uh, where the Canadian Tire is now on Albert Street.
1: Hmm.
0: They they used to run the Coca Cola Classic there, yeah. Right? right? Yeah,
4: they were the yeah. first, that's where the Coke Classic first started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big twenty four lane center with no pillars in the middle. It was a beautiful. I just loved it, but uh, they sold it to and got out of the business.
1: Right. Was there, has there been a lot of bowling alleys in the Regina area that have closed down over the years? Like um, the time that you remember, like, I mean, there's like that one you just said, but, you know, in Edmonton, we could list off a dozen that have closed since, yeah. since I started. No,
4: it, there, w- there wasn't that, not that many. Like the Perry Lanes obviously closed and then uh, the Bowler Drum, which had the unfortunate accident when with the with their roof fell in and then they bought the Grand Cairn. and then uh, right. Nortown, there used to be an old Norrtown, which was an old movie theater, uh, two-level bowling alley. They shut that down to open up the new one out north. So, uh, And Bowlerama's been around for years. So it's been a, a pretty consistent four, or five, or six bowling alleys in the city for over the years. That's Did, good that
1: you don't see them closing. Yeah, Did, yeah.
4: Didn't,
3: Sorry, didn't Kerry's dad run a center off of Victoria Street or something like that?
4: Uh, well, Carrie's dad ran a center in Melville. He ran Melville at one time.
5: Oh, okay.
4: Um, I don't remember him running a center here, but there is an old, uh, it's called the Victoria club and they've got an, and it, it's still there today. It's, it's about yeah. two or th- two or three lanes. I think still no pin setters, like manual pin setters. And they like get cool. it, it's, it's cool.
0: N- not to go on too many tangents, but doesn't Melville still have uh, a fairly decent scratch tournament that you guys go play at?
4: Uh, well, they did up until a few years ago. I haven't heard anything for the last little bit. Would mm. uh, that just mean that doesn't mean anything? Like I, I really haven't traveled around for the last little bit. But yeah, they oh, had okay. a great him. We especially when Rick was there. Like he, he had a big crowd that came out to that. That yeah, was I feel a like can remember
1: thing. that too. Something, yeah, the, the yeah. rural circuit of sorts, right? Because yeah. Melville, how yeah. far away is that from Regina?
4: Yeah, uh, it's about an hour and a half, two hours. Right. Like there, we used to have, you're right, there was a little mini circuit like Wayburn used to have one, York yeah. used to have one, Melville used to have one and there were great two-day events. Like, it, it was a lot of fun to go out to those.
1: Right. Hmm. I, I like those little uh, you know, rural circuit sort of ones. I know there is even in Alberta, right? The the VEG has their pins game or Stetlers had their pins game with Taskwin used to do it. Yeah, Robert was doing it right like those that little circuit if you want to play and there's still some plenty of them around right now I think right
0: yeah a lot of them are more no tap stuff but I, I would love to see um scratch events ran for two days at these little eight lane centers all around Alberta I think that'd be great but
1: mm-hmm. what, uh, what, unfortunately what
0: they got, got f- a lot sorry what, what sort ahead.
1: of a format do you think Okay, like an eight gamer, or just a drop in eight, or, a, or yeah, just you do like a bracket system, or yeah,
0: I think you do like an eight game qualifier and then maybe take your top 16 and play Sunday afternoon play down or whatever, something something simple, something that doesn't take a lot of effort either. Yeah, uh, these
4: ones we ran out here were four games. They were four. Yeah, games I, was,
2: the I was gonna say three, the same thing, too. It's, I
1: th- oh, wow, like, yeah, even I just to rip all through was... the shift, you're right, Yeah, four game yeah. shift, yeah. right. Yeah. Do three or four shifts, right? Because mm-hmm. you're great. If it's two days, then you want to have time to qualify, right? Whereas if you, you play eight games, you're not going to, yeah, have multiple yeah. options. Yeah, hmm. playing all those uh, little small town, you need like a passport of sorts with uh, Saskatchewan bowling schools. And oh, I've played here. <laughs> I've played here. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, have you guys ever done that? There's, there's an idea for everybody even here is to have a you know Canadian bowling alley passport that you can check off where you've played. There's an idea for the higher uppers of the Bowl Canadas and the C5s to build a. Write
4: right. that down, Tim. I think Greg yeah. has got that. Yeah. got that passport. Yeah, yeah. Greg wins. Exactly sure. <laughs> and,
1: yeah. and if he was still around, then Terry Burns too. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah, well, Terry played in how many? Didn't he play in 100 and 100 days?
4: Yeah. 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 That's crazy.
1: Right. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Huh. There's no, another you... step we need to, we need to learn is who's played in most bowling alleys across the country, right? Some of these guys that have played at nationals or provincials, um, you know, so many times they would, they would be right up there. 50, 60, okay. 70 bowling centers. How many, ha- how many have you played in?
3: It, it has to be pederitis. Greg, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
4: For sure.
5: Yeah.
4: You know, you get back to these little, little, uh, small town tournaments. Um, not only did they run scratch but they also ran a handicap version of the tournaments as well so it was really good for uh, pulling out people that really wanted to be competitive but weren't quite good enough to be competitive and see how things were rolling uh used to get a bunch of them come out as well and actually developed some of the uh, some of the talents in saskatchewan out of these handicap and small town tournaments mm-hmm. it was really cool yeah well even
1: um to see which I- ones
0: yeah, well Very like Stetler runs that 8 game no-tap tournament and we all tend to go out there and you see a lot of the Red Deer locals drive the hour, hour and a half to play it and um you see a lot of the the local players out of Stetler and the surrounding area come to play and you you don't see them at like the big TPCs or um even the Masters or the Open, right? So um to see more of those would be cool. You, you, like uh prime example is Roly Chervais you never see him at any other tournaments, but he'll show up at a eight game no tap tournament in central Alberta. A lot of people don't get to see him play anymore, so yeah.
2: mm-hmm. And for a guy who threw a perfect game at at the heritage traditional
0: put ten grand in his pocket and walked out didn't make the cut.
1: <laughs> Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I like it. Rural, rural Saskatchewan bowling circuit. We're going to start promoting it on Five Pin U. Let's go. Who's ever, ever running the small town tournaments? Five Pin U will help support your turn, turning. Nice. Um, let's wrap up quickly. Sort of the segment on uh, youth. Doug, any success at YBC and there was four steps in some of those uh, tournaments as a youth in days?
4: Uh, very limited success. Uh, lots of provincials went to. Uh, with singles and stuff but we in 1983 I believe it was uh, we got to go to nationals in Sudbury uh, on the Bantam team which was uh, uh, probably the highlight of my youth career uh, Me. lots of fun now I'll touch on the youth here again too. Um, there was also a little cash circuit for the youth here in Saskatchewan that mm. was that was phenomenal the PA had a had an event Jaw, Saskatoon Regina. And we used to travel all over, and they ran them the same way that, that we run that adult tournament game qualifying, uh, and then into a step out at the same day. Uh, those were a lot of fun and really helped develop a lot of the youth back then. Then that's where I that's where I originally met Lenny and Lenny and uh, Lonnie and the guys from PA and, and a bunch of the Saskatoon bowlers up there with we met. Hmm.
1: That's awesome. Eddie. So sort of like we've talked before, Edmonton has its intercity. You know the eight centers would play, but even take it provincial, and that's how you get exposure to the other teams and other zones. Yeah. That's an awesome idea.
4: Yeah, okay. I know. it was but great. Speci-
1: but specifically for the youth bowlers, yeah, right, playing in cash tournaments or in qualifying tournaments. Great idea. Yeah,
4: you, you had to be in YBC in order to do, in order to play in there. Nice, crazy,
1: nice. and that's, that's, uh, that's super neat. We need to run on. You can see Lenny and Lonnie, those guys, right? Yeah see yeah.
2: I, I just can't believe Lenny can actually remember that far back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should have we should have canceled the youth circuit earlier so we'd quit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe a youth circuit, a WCBT youth circuit, is something that uh, you know down the road we should consider.
5: Yeah, I mean, Gary, obviously, put it on the
2: volunteers. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying yeah. you specifically, Carrie. I'm saying <laughs> yeah. you know, get a group of people that will be willing to do that. You know, I think
3: I think it's a great thing for like a second vice president to spearhead, right? I think it's a great <laughs> thing to be part of. <laughs> All
1: right, yeah, I'm down.
0: Second VP's on it.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea though—a youth competitive um, tournament circuit. Yeah, right for sure outside of the regular programs and it's strictly for the competitive and yeah.
4: But you That's know, cool. the, the best part about that you guys was it wasn't the adults that were running it. We had a couple of adults that oversaw everything. It was the kids that were running it. They put oh. it together, they got the volunteers, they did it all. Okay. Good idea. By they, I mean we back then, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, and did you have uh, like a junior division or a senior division, or it was pretty much nope. like it was straight up? So if you're yeah. a junior and you want to play, go for it. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's yeah. super cool. Yeah.
4: I like it. Okay.
1: That's
4: awesome. It's in the works.
1: <laughs>
2: Doug, you said you guys were on it?
4: No, we were on the one in the Regina, yeah, the, the the group of us at the Prairie Lane did, yeah, for sure. Nice. And then the Saskatoon one was held at KG. Then obviously Minto and Minto and South Hill.
2: Is this, this, still this sounds like we now? found the person that could run it for us? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I see Lens on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: is uh is that type of a circuit still going at all or, or no?
4: Uh no. No that's, no, that's as far as I know it's dropped off. I, I haven't heard of any of the kids' cash tournaments anymore.
1: Then you can build mm-hmm. an Alberta one, Saskatchewan. Somebody else needs to revive the Saskatchewan. Build a Manitoba one. Next thing you know, you got a
4: you got you National. got an yeah. yeah.
1: See, see where this is going? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so then after um... oh, there's Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Kevin made a comment. Thanks, Kevin. Have it at the same time as the big turn. It's just their own division to get to play with the big shooters, kind of like the amateurs. Yeah, there's an option there, like you a pro am kind of idea. Yeah, maybe on a different shift. I'm not sure if you want to do a full Sunday. I mean, you got a, a pro am style, like you said, Gary.
0: It's a. I would think it would be hard to fit them in a shift, right? Especially if if it comes back the way it was, right? Um, yeah. You got TPC that was looking at doing six shifts and like these tournaments are all of a sudden reaching a a ceiling point Um, unless you make them week long events. And then, yeah, you can throw pro-ams in, you can throw doubles events, you can throw lots of stuff into a week long event. Um, Weekends are pretty much slammed now, right? But okay. yeah, I oh, uh, love people thinking and coming up with ideas and figuring out how we can uh, stretch it in. If they could find volunteers to work at the center, you could run them all night
1: long. <laughs> yeah, o- and overnight. Yeah, let's put the YBC kids in overnight from midnight to six a.m. Works for, kids works for me. Do their shift. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. that, that's fine. When did YPC sure uh... weekend? I get five hours of
1: sleep, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Total. So I mean,
2: yeah. what's the difference, really? <laughs> but you're right
1: though. All the WCBT events, I mean, we're so full in the shifts and the schedule's jammed already. You know, how, how do you do that? I get, I get it. It's, it's tough. Right. But I, that's the problem of the WCBT. You're so yeah. packed, and you, you, everybody wants to play. Mm. I
3: think it's. I think it's a partnership. Maybe, maybe, maybe not so much on the uh, WCBT weekends, but maybe if you had a good core where you can make a partnership, maybe with an open trials or with uh, masters because i know masters like they have three different locations in alberta that could work out on our end i think i don't know about other provinces but uh, that might be a little bit more of a beneficial
0: i think incorporating a ybc segment into the masters weekend would be pretty cool um That's actually well smart. like yeah, Saturday, the, the yaba in ontario right why couldn't we yeah. be doing that in alberta
1: it doesn't take um, up another yeah. weekend. It gets those YBC kids used to playing in cash tournaments and into the tournament circuit. As, it, as they get to be an adult, they're going to play the WC yeah, and the Masters. So, yeah, that's a smart idea, do it the same weekends as YB, as Masters. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. Good. Dex, you're already on the Masters board, too, so it's a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Sounds like, like it's like, my problem with Dex garbage. was like, can we move on, please? Can we move on? Uh, Jesus. Next
2: thing I know, you guys are going to start talking about the rule book.
1: Oh, <laughs> wow. not yet. It'll come up sometimes <laughs> Anybody have a rule for infraction that we want to talk about? Let's talk about uh, open stuff, uh, Doug. So obviously the open starts coming. Nineteen, twenty years old. Um, always wanted to play in that. Was that sort of the, the, the tournament um, to start playing in? And, and how early years of success? When was your rookie year of the open?
4: Well, I, I wish it was nineteen twenty years ago, but let's let's try like twenty nine years ago. <laughs> uh, Rookie year was, uh, I think it was 1989 or 1990. Some uh, I mean, of you guys might not have even been born yet.
0: But. We were all here. You're lucky.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> just, just yes. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. So first year out of YBC played played the Open. Uh, big event back then. Like it was huge. Like uh, we would we'd have to hold it in two centers. We'd get a hundred males entered. We'd get wow. seventy of the female entered and it was a it was a big to do um, not saying that it's not now but it's not like it used to be uh, so the first year out of a hundred hundred guys that were playing I finished uh, 11th I finished all of that year uh, with my buddy Reno Sotero shooting the 380s last game to knock me off, off that team wow. and uh, so that that kind of drove me to get a little bit better and make sure that I never missed a team again so that, and that's what I did uh, worked oh, to work the game and uh, it, it was fabulous. Like, it, there was so much fun back then playing in these things. Going to the provincials, there were 10 zones, uh, lots of people, lots of social stuff going on, lots of competition. Like, it was, it was fabulous. Uh, it, it's, it's unfortunate that it hasn't carried on to be, uh, that strong, uh, for people wise. Uh, but it's still a great event to play.
1: Wow. Um, so you had said, have you made every other open since then? Or, was, I mean, you've 30 years every, or every, every
4: other one I've played it, I've made, yes.
1: Nice work. <laughs> yeah. more right. so like 25, 27, 28, whatever the number would be in
4: there. I don't think it's been that many, but it's been quite, <laughs> been quite right. a few.
1: Now, typically, um, no Regina qualifying always in that last weekend of uh, January, and then provincials for Saskatchewan also Easter weekend? No. Or didn't we just learn it out, changed last last
4: yeah. So last weekend in January for sure for the qualifying and then it's uh the last weekend in March now is for the provincials. Right. Um, right. We moved it to accommodate I can't remember why we moved it. I think it was to accommodate the teachers because they didn't want to be bowling on their weeks off or their weekend off. I believe that's what it was. I can't remember, but anyway it moved to the last weekend in March and, and that's when we've been doing it for about ten years like that.
1: Right nice that it's consistent i think we talked about that last time too that it's nice that it's a consistent weekend whereas easter moves around all the time sure you have the holiday in there but it's not the worst thing to also know that it's the last weekend in march is
4: when it is right yeah Yeah. and now you know being a parent now it's it's nice that it's not on easter because i can spend easter with my family so yeah i enjoy being in that last weekend in march
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah for sure i don't know how many times you hear somebody in uh on one of the teams where I was like, oh, I forgot which weekend or which week it is. So it moves around. So it ain't going to matter. Just look when Easter is.
4: Yeah.
1: So what uh, did you always make uh, te- men's teams, mixed teams? What was the what was the ratio? Uh,
4: well, the majority were the men's, men's teams. First year I made it was, was a mixed team. And then after that, uh, the majority were men's teams with another mixed team there. So I think I made two mixed teams and... The rest of a lot of men's. Team. Yeah.
1: Now coming out of Regina, was there you know a, a core group of guys that would make it year after year as well? I mean, your brother in there a few times, obviously, and uh, other guys. Is it uh, consistency or is it you used to have a variety of, of teammates?
4: I think there was uh, there was uh, there was about four or five guys that consistently made it, and then it would that alternate from year to year on on who made it. Right. Uh, who were those guys? Yeah, uh, you're. Doug McCaws, Rob Salmon, uh, Don Clara Hugh, Ed krauss Those were the guys that would consistently make that team. Then you'd have like your Lane Fiesels, Reno Sacaros that would be in there and, and who else? Like Cam Robinson would be in there every once in a while. And, and uh, there were lots. Nice. And then there were, then some of the guys that I, I remember, like Peter Hansen, uh, uh, Gary Yannick would would make it a here and there, Garth Larson. Uh, lots of different players coming up here and there, and, and uh, obviously Snyder was in there as well. So, well, a big mix. So there was a good group, there was a good core group there for a while, and, and uh, we'd add in one or two players on those teams every time.
1: Now, was there a strong ladies contingent from Regina? We know that there was from the Saskatoon area, but, uh, you know, equally or, or close as well from Regina?
4: Yeah, oh yeah, they were just as strong, if not stronger.
1: Is that right? Okay.
4: Sorry, Jen Harrow.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, I <laughs> know yeah, there was a great great core group of uh of ladies that that come up. Don't ask me to m- name no. them No, right? No,
1: that's okay, yeah. but that's you know, I think that overall we would think I mean at least I would, um, that Saskatoon has a stronger ladies contingent, right? But you definitely forget about some of the other areas and other people that were strong and no and apologies that you know yeah we, know
0: we just get the the stories from what we're getting through the podcast right and um our memories are fresh because we had Alyssa not on that long ago so right uh, obviously that she had quite the story of the saskatoon ladies and her family and stuff like that so that's super yeah, fresh well- in our minds but um yeah e- you can see even Lenny's talking in a chat, the Regina yeah. ladies were dominant, so
4: pretty cool, yeah, like when you go back to the days when when I first started playing and then you then you got into the days when val and bev and and all of them started playing like uh, angelina's and and they were Linda beretti uh very strong um there's no question that 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 one core group of girls that come up on of saskatoon they were super strong mm. with. Uh, with Alyssa and uh, uh, Crystal Hibner and Coral, and uh, they were a tough group of girls to play against. For sure. Mm-hmm. All
1: right. Now, um, how many provincials uh, did you guys win in Regina? How many? How many nationals have you been to? Do you remember some of those good ones?
4: Oh. That's a, that's a good question. It's gotta be about, I'm sure I've been to 12 nationals. Um, nice. here, uh, with, uh, with the one gold in 2007 was probably the highlight of that. Um, lots of seconds. Uh, I think we've had probably four or five, six seconds out of that. Few wow. third. Yeah. A, a couple at nationals. Yeah. At nationals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got a collection of silver medals. So, so I was quite happy in 2007 to get that gold.
1: You were Bob doubt. Herman. Or not uh, Bob Herman. Uh, uh, Mike, Mike Warren. Warren. Mike <laughs> yeah. Warren. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. The, yeah. the yeah. team
3: that you were on in 2007, I mean, that was a pretty, like, star-studded team. You had your brother on there. You had Steve Peters, who's runner-up at the, um, the Golden Mile. I mean, we grew up with Steve. You had Brad Mullins, I mean, uh, Jeff Hibner. And Dougie McCaw. I mean, and then of course Warren was just Warren. Warren was just there to set a lineup, right? I know he's listening too. So Uh,
0: Jeff was a runner-up at the Golden Mile too. Just so he was, yeah. Jeff
3: was, yeah. I always think Mm -hmm. Crystal's better, right? So I know Crystal's listening too. Right, right.
4: (laughs) Yeah, no, that was uh, that was a really fun team that year. We all we all gelled really well together, got along really well together, and uh, you know it was it was probably. If I'm if I'm thinking about this correctly, it was probably Brad's breakout year. Uh, that's where he started to shrink. Right.
1: Hmm.
4: Yeah. That really was.
1: What, what uh, do you remember the lineup? That I'm curious to know that. No. Where do, no? no. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Anybody else remember what the lineup was that national winning year it, in 2007? It, 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 it was out Coach in Sudbury.
3: Yeah. It was out in Sudbury for sure. It was, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Coach Warren, tell us what the lineup was. We want to know where guys, played. where did you play, Dougie? You must know that at least. Bench or like middle? Where did you Where did you like to play? Anywhere?
4: I'm good anywhere. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you where I played. I couldn't tell you. So no, I'm good I, anywhere.
3: I I played I played the Nationals uh, against Dougie in 2013. Uh, we played at Newfoundland, I think it was right, and uh, oh, yeah. Kevin was on that team. Yeah, uh, I have a funny Warren fly shaker story. So we went in the bathroom. And uh, towel dispenser's off the wall, and Dave Post goes in and he makes it no no rules, like he's no uh hitting things or anything. And I'm the only one in the bathroom, and I come in the, and the towel dispenser's oh. on, on the floor, and I'm like, oh my god. So I was like, what am I supposed to do? Act normally, the lineup's already out the door, so I was like, a one-bass doll thing. I was like, so I'm carrying this towel dispenser out, I'm like, <laughs> I didn't break it, I swear to god, I didn't break it. <laughs> and so, they, so everybody goes on there, and actually, Dave Gorley was before me, I was like, did Dave, do it because Dave was pissed off, he got pulled from Kim Chadwick. And uh, so Dave post goes on the mic and he's just giving us the riot act and whatever. And then I find out it was Warren Flyshaker, he uh, he pulled the towel dispenser too hard and fell on the floor. And he, and he chickened out and he ran out of the bathroom.
2: <laughs> 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 he wasn't even mad, he wasn't even mad. He was the coach, like, he's I mean, like, what would aggressively happen aggressively drying his hands. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean.
1: For, for um, interesting though, um, and Doug, uh, you can comment on is Warren's comment there, Kerry is best team that practiced lots more than any other team. Do you specifically remember practicing a ton for that uh, that event? Was that something that you you guys often did a lot? Um, I don't know if Tom Patterson's listening here tonight. I don't know he'd be loving this t- topic about practice. So,
4: well, I, I think with a lot of the teams though. <laughs> That I've been on, we practiced, but you're right. I think with this team, we did practice uh, a lot more. Um, one of the reasons for that, though, like a bunch of us worked at the bowling alley, right? so we could come down. We could practice any time of the day, right? We we'll come down after leagues are over, throw some balls, get together. That was that was the biggest. Uh, I'm not going to say that was the biggest thing for us winning was the practice. It was the camaraderie that we built over that, right? Yeah. That's where I think we we shown.
1: Totally, and, and you do build that by practicing, right? Yeah, by playing together and playing little games, or you know, having little shots for sure.
4: Yeah, for sure.
2: Neat. Well, um, this is this this makes me laugh, Warren. You'll learn really quick if you don't want people to know, don't <laughs> tell Tim. Yeah, just. Don't do it. <laughs> um, was that was that Stephen Peters' rookie year too, or was that, or was that his second year at a YBC?
4: No, that was his rookie year.
2: It was his rookie year too. So that's it awesome.
4: I think it was his rookie year. Pretty sure it was.
2: I just yeah. couldn't remember if because if, my first year of the Open was two thousand seven, and I couldn't remember if he was a year older than me or not. He's the same age as us. Yeah. Is he same age? Yeah. So yeah. his rookie year too. That's that's awesome. What a great way to start your. Your adult career with an open national win that takes the pressure off a bit eh?
4: <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think that it was his
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. Were you and, guys at Nationals so, that yeah. year too,
2: Dex? No, no, that was just our first year at YBC. My first year right. of making open, but uh yeah, we didn't we didn't win that year, but right. yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Good for him.
4: My brother piped in there, it was Warren, Jeff and Steve's Rookie rookies. So oh it was wow! Warren's, Warren's rookie year of coaching.
2: Right. Crazy. Was that? Was that? Were they rookies for just nationals or rookies for provincials too?
3: Well, I'm I'm guessing Warren was probably not a rookie at provincials. Probably. Maybe a rookie coach. Yeah.
0: Rookie coach yeah. for national.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. That's awesome. <laughs> um. Shifting over to the Masters there. Nice little segue, Scott Barber. Thanks for the comment. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Um, Masters, did you have just as much success uh, in the Masters since, you know, out of YBC and start playing, I think,
4: 25
1: Masters as well? uh,
4: No, uh, definitely. I Honestly, uh, Daryl, I didn't play Masters a lot. I played only about three or four years is all I played, and it wasn't in a row. It was, You know, working at the bowling alley, uh, going to lots of opens, cash tournaments. I didn't want to be bowling in the summer, so I didn't play masters. Uh, the ones that I did decide to play in, uh, one was in Newfoundland, one was in London. Uh, those are the two that I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, yes, and some and some pretty pretty solid teams come out of it but in
1: yeah, I remember uh, who would have been on your masters team? So again, would well, that be with Len and Lonnie, a rekindling of the youth, uh, the YBC party days?
4: The- yeah, um, I mean, if you go back to if you go back to London, I believe that the London team was um, Mr. Patterson, it was uh, myself, <laughs> carrying Len, and I believe it was Ray Bassarab.
2: Okay.
4: And then uh, for Newfoundland, I'm pretty sure. Uh, don't remember a lot in Newfoundland, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's, a, common, that's oh, yeah. a common problem on George, the East Coast. On that one. Uh, Doug, <laughs> McCaw, Doug McCaw was there. Uh, Lonnie was there. Lenny was there. Uh, I think Ray was there again. Um, yeah, drawing a blank on that, <laughs> that
2: That's most of them. You did, yeah. you did good. You did good, Dougie. You did good. Yeah,
4: no, go <laughs> like I said, I, I really, I, I never really focused a lot on masters. I, I focused a lot on helping the kids, but I didn't really play play in the tournaments very much.
2: Mm-hmm. That's only totally fair. That sounds like a really fun team to be on, though. Good group of buddies.
4: Well, I think most of us would say that. Uh, Tom, how did you feel about that? Them?
2: <laughs> 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 he says the last one, or Lonnie was saying the last one was Phil.
4: Bill Robinson. Robinson yes my <laughs>
2: that must have been quite the trip at Newfoundland with Phil Robertson yeah, it. it seems like a disaster waiting to happen
4: that's <laughs> <laughs> the reason I don't remember a lot of Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
2: I think we found the reason yep <laughs> oh, that's funny
1: it, it'd be tough to expect a whole lot on the lanes in Newfoundland <laughs> Right. Yeah. I hope there's no rule in the hard rules of, you know, no drinking until Saturday night when you're in Newfoundland. That's
4: or just whatever. no going to George Street till Saturday night would be the appropriate rule. Uh, All right. We, yeah. we
2: shut down George Street on a Monday night when we arrived in Newfoundland in
4: 2018. Well, with it being Canada Day, Canada Day in Newfoundland was crazy on George Street. Yeah. It was, I do remember that. That was a lot of fun.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I don't. I don't think the Newfoundlanders would let you
0: stay in uh, till the no. last day. I'm pretty sure they would force you out there. So, yeah.
4: Yeah, that was good.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, how about we switch gears to cash tournaments? Um, sure. Did you start playing? I mean, obviously they had the, like you said, Coca Colas early on, uh, Saskatchewan. Um, did you make the other other tournaments as well, or where did you start sinking your teeth into cash circuit?
4: Uh, the, well, the first one, other than the Coke that I remember playing that my first big out of town money tournaments I went to was my dad was in Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg used to have a deadly tournament, uh, yeah. back in the day. Uh, I believe it was Dakota that held it before uh, St. James. St. James is a lot of fun too, but Dakota free fall cash tournament, it, it, was awesome. Uh, maybe because I was like 18 or 19, but, it, 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 it was a lot of fun, you know. Uh, memory from that is, and uh, uh, my dad came up with me. There was forty Regina bowlers actually went up for this, but I remember going up with my dad, and he was playing in his last game of the qualifying match, and got aces in the ninth frame, spared the aces, aces in the tenth frame, spared the aces, and then aces on his last ball to meet to oh, the
2: top. Oh, what
4: roller coaster of emotion! Yeah, it was crazy crazy that was one of my biggest memories from there yeah wow. so we started there and then a, a fellow by the name of john zivic i don't know if you guys know who he is but he was quite legendary around here um older italian fellow that would both watch he played cbc tsn uh took me up to my first saskatoon tournament uh, at the kg and that was that was quite the experience as well
0: yeah um and you were you were lucky enough to win the KG, and obviously, I believe you won the Invitational as well. Was that in the same year, or were those separate cool. years?
4: Different years. Yeah. Uh, after winning the Invitational and KG, that one year I was spent like I was done. Um, uh, it was I think it was it was a few years later when I actually won the main event. A uh, funny story about KG uh, being a young kid. I think it was eight eighteen, nineteen, Went up with. Snyder and Lenny and Lonnie were all there and uh I qualified for my first KG event, which was pretty cool. And got uh, drawn against uh, a guy by the name of Joe oh, oh yeah.
5: Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah.
4: me not yeah. knowing a lot of bowlers around Canada, I'm just like, who is this guy? I should fall the floor with him, right? He just destroyed. <laughs> him. Yeah. Like I think he had a thousand and fifty first three games against my nine hundred or something, and it was it was an eye opener right there. I was like, oh, I'm in a different league than Hell Boys. Yeah, and, and just smart enough.
1: Anybody and everybody, right?
4: Yeah. yeah. and such a nice, such a nice guy. That guy, I love Joe to death.
1: Just yeah. a soft little roll, right? Like just he yeah. would just right out there, and yeah. you had the little <laughs> giggle, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Right? I'm laughs>
2: awesome. Jesus! Awesome Oh my god! So good, but yeah, but that, that's exactly it, though, Doug. You get into those events and you make you make a cut and you and you start bowling, and then all of a sudden you realize, like, okay, you know what? It, it drives you. It drives oh, you to get better because if you don't, you get left behind. So yeah. it's kind of nice to get that experience right away and shoot nine hundred and lose and be like, okay, well, guess I got to work at some things, you know.
4: If there was yep. there was a point. There was a point in the cash circuit there. Like I went to I went to pretty much every tournament probably for about fifteen years, but for about ten of those years I didn't miss a cut. I also uh didn't win a mat for probably eight of those years. Yeah. So, All right. Bang bang. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for the bang bang. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> cheating, cheating. <laughs>
1: Chitty Chitty is what I am recalling Barbara calls me chitty chitty. So he's like, he it back at me. I I was like number one qualifier. And of course we're staying at um in Barbara's house in Winnipeg. And I, I got a high qualifier and he didn't even go with me, the bugger in the double spots. He's like, I'm not, I didn't think you were gonna do that good. Right? And then I go the next day and I lost both of them. He's like, there you go. Chitty, chitty. Right. So, uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks oh, so I always remember that when anybody goes bang, bang, it's like, Hey, what's up? Chitty, chitty.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It hap- happens a lot. And, um, that's you live by the sword, die by the sword, right? That's yeah. what makes the, the Regina and the TPC so fun. You can be top qualifier and it really doesn't mean anything when it comes to Sunday morning. You
1: know, Um, Doug, you had talked about the Invitational earlier, when you won that, you were so spent that year. Um, It's just been the emotion of going through the Invitational and did you play in the Invitational every year that it was active there?
4: Uh, No, I I didn't start, I can't remember when I started, I played about two or three years. First year I got crushed and I think the second year I played it I I ended up up winning it and by spent I just mean uh, it it took a lot out out of me mentally. To win that event, like there were some big, big names that were playing that that year. Don't ask me the names because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, no. Oh, but they no. were, yeah. as we all know, KG at, at one point was the biggest, biggest tournament around Canada, and it was it was an honor and a privilege to play it, and and to win that it took a lot out of me. And I actually tried qualifying two more times for the main event. I don't even think I qualified that year. It oh, just moved right. me up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But agree. No.
1: Was it the similar format to what TPC is right now? Uh, Tim, do you
4: I, think know? I think it's identical. Yeah,
1: oh, we, okay. we, we yeah. kind of mirrored
3: it. I talked to Gary McKinley over that and yeah. we kind of mirrored it exactly the same way.
1: Right, uh, and, um, Yeah. thousand bucks and- Five, four, three, two, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I think that's a great add on. I mean, even what um, Red Deer did that this year, right? It's a great add on for tournaments to do something a little bit more prestigious uh, and more expensive for these events. I think there's, there's definitely something there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of neat. Like the Mitsubishi shootout, I think is what Red Deer called theirs. And then the Invitational, I do believe they started even in the same year. Um, the less gimmicky they are, it, I think the better it works. Um, Mitsubishi Shootout, I think, lost a little little prestige there when they were um, you were playing so many matches back and forth. A lot lot of people couldn't pay attention to what was happening on all four sides. Kind of idea. Where the Invitational is pretty straightforward. You just literally, if you win your match, you move on. If you don't, you're out. You're out your thousand dollars. Right. Um, I played the Shootout. I think two straight years. And it was it was fun. Like I was lucky enough to win my money back the first year, and I think the second year I didn't make it, or I, maybe I I'd even play it. I don't quite remember. But it was a it's a little bit too much going on for such a, a big cash event. I think if they simplified it a little bit more, it would probably do and, a little bit better. And
2: and a no offense to them, but also put those rules out ahead of time so everybody knows exactly what's happening mm-hmm. before the yeah end. yeah right. I
0: think they're they're. We're working on stuff still when, they're, when yeah. they uh, brought it up, yeah. right? But yeah, for sure. It's yeah, definitely I'm, fun, though.
3: I like the Invitational. I like how we, I mean, I'm biased, obviously, but I like how we posted uh, who's playing who the week before and then players are, the the first year we had it, Not, I'm not saying not, not a whole lot of people showed up, but now we got like, a lot of spectators to show up on Thursdays just to watch it, right? It's become like a, a main event in a way and it's neat to have that in there. Um, we get a lot more, yeah. and we find that we actually get a lot more people playing our earlier shifts because of it. Because mm-hmm. people yeah. are wanting to watch
2: it, right? So And arrive um, early, yeah. yeah. Especially now with having that Thursday morning shift, too. It kind yeah. of all works together. I tell you, there's, there's look, the two most nervous things I've been for in bowling in years have been the tour finals because you just don't want to be bad. And, <laughs> like, really, you just don't want to be bad. And the invitational because it's, yeah, it's one and done. You know what? A thousand dollars on the line, and if you lose your first match, see you later. Yeah, that money's gone. But after that, after that first match, I really feel way more comfortable. It's like, okay, house money now. Like I got my money back. We're fine. But that first match is super intense. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and I think that's what the the biggest thing was about the KG, you know, I remember uh, my first year of the KG, it would have been 94 or something like that. I would have been 16 and traveled with my YBC coach. And I remember coming there and arriving just for the the finish end of the, of the invitation. I was like, this is a different world here. Right. Um, And you're right. Looking at the board and just the 16 guys that played in this, what is this all about? Right. Um, Pretty, pretty neat event for them to be doing. And for you to be playing back that day and to, to win that, that would have been pretty cool for you, Doug, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. And then the the main event. Remember what year you won the main event and who you would have played in the final. There's a test you might know. No. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't you don't remember who you beat in the final to win your win the kg. Uh,
4: it might have been Holdsworth. I actually
1: have it. No, I
0: don't have it i have only the winners
3: okay we have the year though
0: yeah i have the year i can find that out for you
3: i think i think it's 2005 isn't it
4: It i probably put uh, it on the poster it was one of the last years that it was run, so it was near it was near the end
1: anybody remember who doug played in the final at the kg
4: please (laughs) help (laughs) (laughs) help
1: us Kevin. Yeah. Kevin Bar- Holdsworth. Barbara there. says Kevin. Kevin
4: Holdsworth, yeah.
1: It's probably the guy that has the, the loser in the... in the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No idea what you're talking about, Daryl. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. Idea. no idea.
3: Yeah. If, if there was but, an event that I wish it was still around, would be the KG. There's so much lore and so many stories from that event. It was just... Yeah, it's...
0: Yeah, there KG's, was... It, sorry. There was anyways, two more years after you won, Doug. Yeah. Okay.
1: Now, obviously, the KG was called that because that was the name of the center. But is there a talk of a tournament similar to that in Saskatoon still? I mean, obviously, Regina now has the the Golden Mile Classic, right?
4: Well, I know know Eastview uh, tried to take that over after KG closed and uh, it didn't go over very well from what I understand. Like, obviously, they're not running it anymore. So I don't know if there's a talk about that anymore
0: um there there's obviously been some talks from some Saskatoon players that want to run um another tournament but um nothing concrete has come through yet or anything like that uh, yeah Len puts it perfectly there's no hotels
1: close to the alleys
0: right, right. that's a KG that's a KG huge that huge point yeah yeah. KG walking distance,
1: yeah walking distance for a lot of the other ones makes it uh easier doesn't it? or within two minutes three minutes for sure. yeah yeah. TPC
0: kind of the one that gets away with it. Also does the Autumn Open, right? Um, they don't have really hotels that are that close either. You have to Uber it or find a ride, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. At least it's yeah. only like a 10-minute Uber, right? I mean, realistically, for ours, $10 Uber. Um, the, thing
1: that, yeah, the thing that I liked about the KG is um, the consolation side, right? You would go to Eastview and you would play – can't remember if it was three games, and then it would be a bracket system, right? But there was an actual event to the consolation side of things, right? It wasn't just the top 32 who got to play on Sunday. It was those guys who were 32 to 72 or 74, or whatever the number was, right? 64, um, yeah. that got to play. Um,
0: that's my that's my big push for the WCBT events too, is to keep a consolation event, right? A lot, yeah. a lot of the, the top-end players want to get rid of it. And that's all fine and dandy, but when you have 150 individuals playing in that event, it's tough just to say, okay, 32 get to play Sunday, the rest of you thank you for your, your two shifts, your three shifts, go home at a $1,000 loss, right? It's giving them another opportunity to either make the main event or have a consolation event to play for some extra money, right? That's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not
1: sure if it's... to. Ma- I like the idea to make... Sometimes to make the Cut, but then you're running the consolation on the Saturday night, right, for that yeah. last for that spot. But maybe you don't do that, and you qualify. You qualify. Then the next day, you still have a tournament for the 33. How do you progress, right? How do you get to be that upper tier, right? So you have to yeah. you have to work at it yeah. in a B circuit, we've talked about, you know. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's
3: it's tough. It's tough. Like the like um, I find. I'm torn because I think the Constellation is important. Um, I like the buy-in where you're 32nd to 63 in order to create that people sticking around. But you see, it in especially in Calgary now, nobody wants to play the uh, the the, the anymore. Um, if it's if it's after the if you're 41 over and there's no buy-in or no chance to make the cut anymore. Um, yeah, well, the a, a few the, people
0: do, right? There. Yeah, there is some big money.
3: Yeah, it's it's built in. It's built in. Their prize pool. Yeah. I, I know. I know for a fact. Like, if we decide, hey, you know what? If we want to open it up, and you know, we had 150 bowlers, and and you open it up to the next, you know, 50 people or whatever, and we want to do on Sunday with prize pool, um, probably get away with going Bonnie Doon Martin. Would be open to it, probably, yeah. and we could probably get away with it there. Um, I, I just don't. My biggest worry is how many people are willing to say, yeah, you know what? I'm not sure. No show, like, and that and that's the hard thing, because whether the money's there or not, people might just no show it, and it's not worth it for them on their end, right? So, but okay, um, then
1: then there's more better chance for the people who didn't show. I think I, I don't think I showed up one year and uh, I consolation, and uh, then it's an automatic win, right? So the first thing you're playing, you're yeah. automatic win, and you're into the next round. Yeah. Get two games I, of free warm up. So hey, thanks, yeah. pal. Right?
3: I mean, I mean, if you look at autumn stats last time, I think it was. I don't know what how many people they bring in. Sixty people carry. I don't know how many go in the following autumn, but it's it's under fifty percent at play, right? And, yeah, and, but and they're and
0: still f- playing for like four hundred bucks. So I don't understand why people don't play it.
3: It's it but. the side pots are worth it. I think more than than the main main event money yeah. from it, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it, that was
1: something I liked from from yeah. KG that you know yeah. that we had. It was a more well, of a formal good. event, right? There was a constellation mm-hmm. event. It wasn't just a constellation qualifier. Right. Right. So
3: Yeah. Yeah. It worked out really well.
1: Um, what about other um, tournaments? Now, Doug, you had said that you probably didn't miss a cut for a number of years. Where did you typically play? Obviously, Edmonton, you'd come to the Rolls Bowl. Um yep. Bonnie Doon and then Collingwood. Played Edmonton,
4: played Calgary, uh, played uh, Winnipeg when it was still around, played Saskatoon, played Regina. Uh, those were the main ones back then, uh, when I was playing quite a bit. I played Bonnie Doon and I played uh um, Collingwood. Collingwood, yes, that's what I was in. I played all those, so yeah. And I uh, loved uh, Calgary when it was at Poplar love playing Toppler.
1: Yep. Did you ever do uh, that one? Was that Chinook,
4: right? I did it one year at Chinook, yeah.
1: What
2: year did it move from Chinook to Toppler? 2000,
1: mid-2000? No, 2002, one, somewhere
0: in there? Um, I know Weber, I think, won his first autumn open at Chinook and then it moved.
3: No, he won all at Toppler. Oh, really? I think Vinny was the last one to win at Chinook, if you haven't.
0: Yeah, I do. 1997 was Vince. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, changed the year after.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Tweety won shortly after, I think, sometime. Uh,
0: after. Like
1: five years after.
3: Yeah, yeah. But it was not, I remember Vinny because I remember I was talking to Stacy about it. Vinny was the last one.
1: Now, did okay. you have a preference, Doug, of those uh, out-of-town tournaments? Um, what was your which was your favorite, or what did you like about each of them?
4: I don't think I really had a preference. It was it was nice to travel to another another city outside of Saskatchewan and, and play in these tournaments. I really uh, I liked the location of Bonnie Doon. I like Bonnie Doon, and when you weren't bowling, you can cruise around the mall and you, you entertain for a while. Um, I like Topper. Uh, it wasn't far away from the mall again. I'm not a shopper, but I, for some reason, I like malls. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really didn't have a preference. I just I'd love being at those tournaments because that was my weekend to see my wife like with all my friends and, and hang out and compete and, and, and socialize. Yeah, they were fun. Now, which
1: uh, format? Um... Did you prefer? I mean obviously there's all a little bit different, the top 40, and then you qualify another eight games for, for autumn open. You know, TPC Rolls Bowl was straight qualify.
4: Yeah. I like uh, I like all different formats. I really do. My favorite format is the one that the majority of the, the tournaments run right now with your with your eight game qualifying top thirty two going to the to the match play. Uh, I like playing Calgary because it's a different format. Uh, that last day is a grind, though. If you get to that last day, and you got to be, uh, you got to pre- be be prepared to play the what is it, 24 games. Yeah. If you want right. to get to get there, right? And uh, uh, yeah, lots of times, uh, I haven't been prepared to play 24 games in a day. <laughs> that's a lot of games.
5: Yeah, but,
4: uh, I enjoy the format. I re- I really do. Um, it's unfortunate. The unfortunate part about that format is that. Is the payout's not there, right? Um, and this is just my personal opinion. Like, uh, I love Calgary. Uh, you get your money for for making that cut, make that next next level, and then it's maybe like, I don't enjoy the out of it. A lot yeah. of money. Yeah.
0: The The last year since I got 200 entries, the the payout was significantly better for even being 16th, right? Yeah. So. The, the payouts coming around just due to the amount of entries. For sure. A, lo- for sure. a, lot, of, a lot of those years, um, especially when I was playing, it, it kind of hovered around that 120 to 140 entries. So, yeah, I I understand when you're paying out your top 40, the $200 entry, and then it uh, eats away at your prize fund pretty quick. Yeah. But when you get 200 entries, it's not so bad.
4: Yeah, yeah you're I'm just saying
1: sure. the, the 16th through 10th, give or take, Um you're not getting a whole lot bang for that. And it it wasn't good, because yeah. you have to front load the uh, first, second, right. third, fourth, give or yeah.
4: take, right? Yeah, like um, it, it made it tough to want to two and three shift in those tournaments because you you weren't getting your money back, right? Um, and and we, all the tournaments would be the same if we didn't get the entries, right? Now that we're hitting that two sixty, two seventy, two eighty mark, it's it's a lot different. You can two three shift it and, and get your money back just for golf in, in a lot of these tournaments too. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, they're they all great for him. They are all great for me.
2: Curious, C- yeah. is smirking and laughing because he's been there. <laughs> uh, I was gonna be
4: like four shifted.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
1: man! Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. But if there's the entries, like Doug says, you know, what? Uh, be prepared to play.
0: You're there to play. That's all. Right. I'm all I'm saying.
1: That, right.
3: I, I remember when I was, I think my worst year in top 16s was like a 15th place finish. It was a couple years ago. And I—and honestly, I was just like, what's the point of me playing? Like, I, obviously you play harder against everybody because everybody can change up and move up and down the ladder. Just for, you know, m- being fair to everybody. Um, but it was only a few dollars difference between, you know, 11th or 14th. But then now all of a sudden the tour standings are involved. And those points are actually very different and very... So now it's like, yeah, you know, last game I'm playing against a 16 team, 16 uh, bowler. And I was like, yeah, we'll just get this over with. It's actually big, big time. You can move up and down the standings a lot more with the tour standings, I find. So there's a little bit more to play for than it used to be.
0: Yeah. We got a question here. Are all the events on the schedule for the upcoming season? Um, the yes. WCBT <laughs> doesn't move dates, so um, they're pretty standard. Um, but no, they're not on the website yet. But um, Autumn Open is always Thanksgiving weekend. TPC is right around Remembrance Day. I think it depends if it falls on the first weekend or the n- next weekend.
2: T- TPC, TPC will be November
3: 4th to 7th. So right. the easiest way we changed it a couple of years ago is the first Thursday in November. That's how we figure out when TPC will be.
1: Okay. Yeah. Is and then this of Remembrance Day? Wow. Yeah, we, we
2: just we just make sure that it doesn't fall on Remembrance Day, Which, so it's always right. the weekend before Remembrance Day. Because if it lands on Remembrance Day, we just yeah. lose our shirt. Yeah, right. right.
0: And then uh, Regina is always the last full weekend of February, That's and uh, Red Deer is the first
1: weekend in May. M- Mother's Day. Yeah. So as far as we know, yeah. um, the first one being the Autumn Open for the WCBT event is. Thanksgiving weekend, right? And that's right now. It's on schedule, planning to be ran. All restrictions, hopefully lifted by then. Crossing fingers, Mark. Let's have uh, start off the season. But yeah, that's.
0: Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about sir? Go November
2: ahead, fourth, fourth to seventh, Len. Fourth to seventh, book it.
1: November fourth to seventh.
4: Uh, I'm not sure if, if Winnipeg's involved with the WCBT yet or not, but uh, I know that they had a tournament planned this year. Is yep. We have dates for, for next year because of the,
0: second second weekend of December.
4: Uh, second of December.
0: Yeah. Um they're not part of the WCBT yet. There's some criteria they gotta hit, but um it's definitely in my schedule to go.
4: So And if it's anything like the the, the tournaments that you used to run, I'll be there as well. Yeah. Good. So I we got can't October,
1: November, it. December lined up for events, uh... So we're planning to go to, for sure. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. So, yeah, book, uh, book tickets. <laughs> Miller, looks like you need to get, get your entry forms open for uh, for, for autumn open. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we're, he had asked earlier about open to ideas. Um, obviously, nothing. No need to change anything to do with the tournament, the format, all that stuff. It's really just about getting the entries. So people supporting playing early. Maybe there's that early shift on the Thursday. Which I think they did last year, right? No. Mm. Okay. They did? I don't I think so. Did.
2: No, no, no. No. We did, but they
3: didn't.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's that would be the thing, right? As as people start committing and start booking, <laughs> you know, their, their shifts. <laughs> yeah, you're ready to go. Uh, you know, add in a shift on the Thursday. So good. Everybody's oh, just jacked. Everybody wants to play. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Winnipeg Winnipeg may be the first weekend in December, it looks like. Yeah. Perfect.
2: There's a question mark, and he's probably not sober right now, so I I, <laughs> I, I really wouldn't I, yeah. trust it, but there's a possibility.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, probably, he's probably playing poker. Bo- yeah.
2: Bowling is really big in bowling,
1: I tell you. That, that <laughs> is, it really is. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Barber just invited Five Pin Universe to stay at his house, so we're, Perfect. We're in. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Love you, ba- <laughs> you Barber. Let's go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh what about Red Deer? Doug, did you ever play uh Red Deer? Of course that's you know number of years. How many how how, how many years has Red Deer been playing?
0: Uh they've been twelve years now, thirteen. Is that right? I think.
1: Okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You so did yes, that one, I, Doug? I have played Red Deer once. I made uh I made a commitment it was two, three years ago to try to get to every tournament and I did get to Red Deer one that year. And uh really uh, obviously in an, another different format and really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that format as well. Again, the all, but getting older now.
1: Yeah, because what is it? On the Sunday, there's 32, there's four groups of eight. Yeah. Right. And then mm-hmm. there, you break it down to four yes. groups of four. Yeah.
4: As the great Len has said in those groups, you just don't have to be, you just gotta be average. You just gotta be middle pack. You don't have to be the best, you, don't, you just don't wanna be the worst. And you, yeah. and you move on. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it was a really interesting format. Obviously, I didn't take, I didn't take his advice very well. But.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't consolation run like that for TPC one year or something? Where or is do you still do it that way that the bottom I mean, half are out? It,
0: it used to be cut in half every after every game.
1: See, I, yeah. I kind of know a lot of consolation formats and kind of the. Connoisseur. <laughs> I, I won that
0: one, DB, so yeah. I happen yeah. to know that one.
1: Yeah, but I like that though, right? It's the <laughs> the cut the cut in half rule. Oh, just go look you around. Beat Heidi? Yeah.
2: No, no I did beat. Heidi
0: that year. Yeah. I beat Graf. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that format. I just I just wish it didn't take so long. But when our weekend was already so long, there was I'm pretty sure that night I didn't leave the bowling alley until 5 a.m so that had to change like so yeah but yeah I, I really like that format just cut everybody in half because you know it's it's not match play where you know you bowl a 300 and everybody else shoots 250 except for the guy you're facing and you're out it, it's kind of it's kind of fun a little yeah. a little bit better for the more consistent bowler
0: uh, let, let's just have a little candid conversation, and like I know where the proprietor side is on this. There's definitely no doubt. How happy are any of us with a three-game qualify or a three-game consolation? Yeah, it sucks. It does it, suck. Yeah, it's horrible.
3: I, I said. Yeah. But but you know what? I I've won one in Regina before, so I I mean I can't complain.
1: I, I, <laughs> what it means? Mean,
4: ask ask Brad Mones that question. Yeah. A three
1: game. For the one winner to take it, to go on?
4: Yeah,
0: three-game total pinfall, you get the 30-second spot.
1: Yep. What are your options?
0: Well, if it wasn't a proprietor issue, you could do match play. You could do the cut-in-half situation, right? Um right, but we're saying but, it's a
1: proprietor issue because of the timeline it's going
0: to take. Yeah, Otherwise, exactly.
2: Our final shift won't finish until
1: 11, 10, so 30, our, 11 yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it I don't it's know if really options,
0: sucks, but yeah. yeah.
1: But I also don't mind it, right? Because if you're that guy that throws a 350 your first game, because there's going to be a handful of people that are at 300, right? Like Obviously, there's a handful of people that don't, and they're automatically out, but maybe you go 370, 370, right? But mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of a fun. It's a sprint. It's a three more games. All you got to do is hang on for three more games, right? And if you can pull your shit together... You never know what happens. No, I don't mind sure.
2: this idea. <laughs> Warren saying to start the constellation at eight, eight in the morning on Sunday instead, and have the winner, you know, move on at that point. I don't mind that. Um, it has Her- some issues, like with the. Well, no, I guess how many with mean, the way with the, the, no, no, Gino no. runs our no. the thing that we don't talk about. Uh, that, that would be okay, but... It um, R- really
0: hurts the Calcutta sales, is what you're saying.
2: That's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> and the bar sales after. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: you can't but, do it. No, But with no, the way no.
2: Gino... No, but with the way Gino does it, that, that doesn't matter. Raffling okay? off it, yeah. And it also makes the Sunday a little bit longer, which is okay, because, I mean, most of the time we're done by 6, 6-ish now. So, I mean, if that means that we're done at 8 instead... That's still pretty decent. It's almost better for the bowling alley in a way.
0: Only yeah. sucks for the people, I guess, trying to drive home the Sunday night, but then just stay the extra night and go home Monday.
1: I'm right. thinking of the thirty-one other people who don't get to have any fun Saturday night because you're all focused on having to be up and early and six thirty. To, to play the consolation. <laughs> they're, they're, they honestly, rigorous. those ones who I'm still sorry, want have... get that thing over with and I'm going to party. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like yeah, if i training. made it okay i'm in there's only one person that you're in unless you're running a consolation event the next day right i like the idea for the fact that the championship doesn't get the doesn't have to play until 10 o'clock right yeah. a little bit later so you can have your little sleep in and right little little eggs benny in the morning and get yourself ready but <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah
1: yeah anyway lots of ideas like the uh like the many Chatter about different tournaments and consolations and stuff. So, Mark. anyways, yeah. No no something. Miller, no, no. Okay, well, no, well, You have to have that. That's the that's the eight person final shift. That's a that's a the, that's party. the
0: grind, man. That is the grind. If you want to make that cut, you are stuck playing that shift. That's all it is.
1: Yep, it that, that's your punishment. It saves on time, but.
2: Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. You need it. You need to have five people. You got to have that.
2: <laughs> Hold on, everybody. Mark's got a question. Dot, dot, yeah. dot. Well, he's saying that
1: was a question. He said that was a question. Or, yeah. Three shifts. Three shifts of three or two shifts of four or five.
0: Oh, you're saying on Saturday, oh. instead of having two big shifts, have three little shifts?
3: I'll be okay no.
0: with
4: three little shifts. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but 16. How do you see, they, it, do you they, see they, those last bowlers that didn't didn't get their entries in on that last, last shift? Yeah.
3: You still have I, a Weber in there and make it just as slow, right? Well, so it, it, yeah, <laughs> because
2: ultimately you're still looking at five hours a shift or four and a half hours a shift, right? Plus now you have to do more work in between, right? Yeah. So you have to set up every shift in between. You're going to have more people coming in, more people leaving. It's still going to take 40 minutes in between each shift. Ultimately, it's going to be the same amount of time. Yeah. It's just.
1: And if it's uh, the, yeah. if it's the same amount of people, then what's the. the yeah? You're going to have people that are booked their two shifts on Saturday. I'll book my morning and the afternoon shift on Saturday. It's not going to be that hard. You're not going to get the people that are going to come Thursday and they want to put their first shift down on Thursday. Yeah, right. as, second as, shift on Friday, third and,
3: shift on Saturday. As bad as it sounds, too. I mean, if you when you have a five person shift, there's more booze sales, too, right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot no, more booze too. No, that's for sure. From proprietor side, I think the the big shift is better, right? Because yeah. you got people staying there longer. They'll probably eat. They'll probably have some drinks, right? Where if they're rushing through, you lose a lot of, I guess, some of those sales and stuff like that. It's definitely better for the bowler because the shift is just faster it makes sure more sense but
2: but i i think that's the punishment if you if you want to you know we're opening up ships on thursday friday morning we have all these different ships that that's the punishment for not making it beforehand ultimately right I, I, and i'm not worried about getting anything done earlier for the consolation the consolation is the least priority i think out of all of it i mean again that's that's your punishment sort of thing yeah. so I don't know if you want to. If you don't want to bowl that long shift, bowl better before.
1: <laughs> Thanks. It's that that should be a sound bite. That's yeah. a sound bite ready for for Dex. Yeah, one hundred percent.
4: This,
3: this constellation uh, talk reminds me of COVID talk. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. It, it, we're exactly, moving it on. Really, yeah. It really, really <laughs> yeah. it really keeps
4: coming up.
1: Yeah, it's over. It's done with. So we're Tim, okay. But Tim, you haven't made a ton of cuts lately, so maybe the constellations you should start getting a little bit more tension. Yeah. I, I don't really care. It is, it, <laughs> is <you> <laughs> it is I'm just happy to bowl again. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, let's go to cash games uh, or TSNs. Go ahead, Tim.
3: Yeah. I actually, we, we sort of touched base with it uh, off there a little bit. Um, obviously you play some CBCs and TSNs or I do believe, right? Um, yeah. We, one of our viewers did let us know that you had a quite an experience uh, flying home from one of them. Do you want to share a little bit about that?
4: Sure. Um, Played a couple CBCs and a TSN. The TSN was in Toronto, and uh, it wasn't the bowling that was the experience. Actually, it was it was flying home. Um, flying home was uh, September 11th, 2001. And it was quite the experience flying home. I was actually in the air when when uh, 9/11 was going on, and uh, we got stranded. And they actually made us land in Winnipeg. Didn't tell us what was going on. Told us to get off the airplane, and as we were landing, you could see piles and piles of airplanes on, on the runway, and you knew something wasn't right, and um, from there, you got off the plane, we got into the airport, they still wouldn't tell us what was going on, there's no TVs on, and uh, I finally had to phone back home once I was able to get some cell service and find out what was going on and, and was told what was happening. So it was quite, quite uh, once you realize what was going on, it was quite scary. Uh, the bad part was it was it was pretty tough to get home from Winnipeg because all buses were booked, all rental cars were taken, everything. We ended up calling, I don't know if you guys know who Rich Johnstone was, but he was up there with, with me and his daughter Michelle. And uh, we called his son to drive out from Regina to come pick Oh, wow. So, so it was, I think we, I think we took off from Toronto about a half an hour before this had happened. Had that not, had we not taken off, we would have been in Toronto from year for to three or four Yeah, so wow. that was quite the experience.
2: Yeah, that's terrifying.
0: How how long of a drive is it from Regina, Winnipeg? Eight hours? Five hours? Five hours?
4: Yeah, five and a half. Five hours of driving. <laughs> yeah, so, so when you,
0: when you guys got off the plane and stuff, um, were you just in the terminal and you seen on the? the televisions, what was going on or did they notify you before you got off the plane? How did that work?
4: Uh, didn't, the airport didn't tell us anything. Um, <laughs> I got off the plane, went through the terminal, went outside for a, for a cigarette and, uh, was not allowed back in the terminal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it was, uh, as, as we've seen over the years and all the stories, it was, not as traumatic as, as what everybody else went through, but it was very confusing and very disturbing for me as well. Um, the experience of the TSN itself was great. Uh, play home not so good. Yeah. You know,
2: we so, should probably yeah. talk about that. Let, let's, let's, let's talk about the actual tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: because at one point in time, the TSN tournament moved around, right? It wasn't uh, in the last couple of years. At the end, it was always in Calgary. But was it every three years or two years did it move
4: around? I don't remember. I, I knew, I know it was moving around. Like I played a CBC that was in BC at this, um, beautiful brand new center, uh, in Richmond. I can't even remember what it was called, but it was, it was beautiful. And then we were in Toronto for the TSN that, I think it was the same year, actually. And, uh, a nice center in Toronto as well, but hot and humid in the middle of summer. Right. because that's when they filmed it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I think, uh, who did I stay with that year? I think it was Mr. Boone that I stayed with that year that I roomed with at the TSN. That was that was fun in itself. Do
1: you remember how you played?
4: Uh, I didn't fare very well in any of them. <laughs> I okay. played it. Uh, again, tough competition you got out there. It was really tough. You had very limited time to practice. I don't know if you guys ever got the experience to play. Uh, very, very limited time to practice. And then all of a sudden, you're on camera and you're playing. And, you know, uh, and I'll credit Tom Patterson's bowling school for this. The cameras and the lights and everything didn't really bother you because you got used to that when you were in bowling school. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I just didn't bowl well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I plowed a lot. Anytime I'm under pressure, I plow, I plow a lot. I can hit the middle like oh. there's no more tomorrow.
1: I'm wondering if uh, Terry is in the background right now trying to dig up the old footage of that, uh, Doug, to see if we can find it.
4: Well, <laughs> good enough because I, I've tried numerous, numerous times and I can't find it anywhere.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Yeah. Also did, the CBC, yeah also did the CBC side of things too?
4: Yeah, I did the CBC twice and, uh, again, didn't pair very well but it was it was quite the experience uh, you got treated very very well when you went there and it was a lot of fun so yeah
1: I think that's something that obviously it's fun about the WCbt and the tour finals right is that's now being filmed and it's you know the preparation yeah. like you said Dexter earlier but that's something that you were you know genuinely nervous about right yeah,
2: yeah. it's it's a just a, such a, a different experience cameras on you um nothing else is really going on besides that match and and you know that people are gonna sit down and watch us after, you know people are talking about you. And every every shot that you make and mistake that you make or good shot that you make, you know all of that and you know it's gonna be there forever. So like I said, you just don't wanna be bad. <laughs> like you don't wanna go out there and be like, Oh man, I yeah. bought a shot of buck buck sixty on this and got my ass kicked. Yeah. Like that's just that that's the fear more than anything, I
4: think. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy on TV that shoots that two pin on your first ball, and and uh, it's there forever. I I know a few guys that went on to CBC and did that. So
3: yeah, I I remember one uh was it Len Anseth? He missed that corner twice, and then his buddies razz him still today about that missing that corner twice on TSN. That video where he threw the ball and he kept them walking and he threw another ball. Um, it's funny. Lon- I think Lonnie shared it. Uh, it was quite funny though. And it, it's it's uh you're forever and more in that kind of stuff. But uh I think I think Lenny ended up winning that match though.
1: But you're right though. I I'd be as nervous as heck, my knees would be knocking and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> first one you go and you rip a deuce. And that's right. Oh, you might get you might was... pull it back together and you might win the match. Right. Yeah. But you're the guy three, who threw the deuce on your first ball. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah. Three. <laughs> three pin through the hole. That was it from uh from, from Lonnie, from
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, is that right? Three pin through the hole, through the hole. I think that's still my like. Even if you're in league, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to do three pin through the hole through the hole. Count no. three, right? <laughs> We've all done it.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely think that probably CBCs and TSNs would probably be more nerve wracking than the tour finals. As much as like the tour finals are nervous for me, but you know, you you start having like those big cameras out, and you got you know, the big lights on you, and apparently it's super hot. And, you know, I never found the tour finals all that overly, like, hot or anything like that in there, too. And then and then you add in the name TSN on top of it. It's something that everybody knows, and you know it's going to be on national television, not just within our own little circle, too. Um, yeah. I, I bet you that was such a fun experience, though, Doug. No,
4: oh, they, were, they were all fun experiences. Like, uh, essentially... It wasn't an open or a masters, but you're there with uh, the, the top 16 bowlers from across Canada that are qualified out of their provinces and and, and areas to, to be there. So it was it, it was a lot of fun, and they treated you well. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, the, but the difference, like from what I remember, Dexter, uh, the reason wasn't so nervous was because it wasn't done on your time. Um, if, if they had a malfunction somewhere, you had to stop and wait.
2: Yeah. Are,
4: are you laughing at me? No. I'm laughing at the fact no.
2: that we
1: had to have a close up of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the screen all right. What's going on here, Carrie? Can't you? Oh, my, no, my bad. Uh, yeah. my, in, my
0: internet dropped
4: out. So I gotta oh. move things around oh, here. Yeah, sorry, everybody who's watching. <laughs> and you know, it, now that we've got that cleared up. Um, <laughs> Especially with CBC being a, being a union shop, like I remember the one time there was the middle of a match and a sign had fell, fallen down. They had to stop the match uh, in order for them to get it, get the sign hung up, because they had to call the right union colleague to do it. Oh. Like, wow! So it, it killed a lot of momentum and stuff. So it wasn't as nerve wracking as a tour final when, you, when you're playing on your own. Yeah, that's Fun.
2: really
4: oh.
2: crazy. Yeah, I couldn't imagine having like Carrie tell me to stop partway through a match and be like, yeah, no, you got to wait, commercial break. Yeah.
1: yeah especially you know? when you're on little bagger, right? <laughs> yeah, a little Ted Bagger, right? I'm already
0: yeah. trying to slow him down, but that ain't working either. So we're going to have to introduce a commercial break, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. On, now,
1: that
0: was what pretty was pretty your match? <laughs>
1: eight minutes, you and uh, Taylor?
2: Eight, eight minutes, 11 seconds.
0: Worst thing for television yeah. ever.
2: Yeah. No. No, it, it would, be, would have been terrible if it was 8 minutes, 11 seconds, and we shot a 160 to 180. That would have been terrible.
0: It's still terrible for television, no matter what. I don't
2: how, think so.
0: How do I you, how do you, f- right. how do you yeah. fill a 30-minute episode when you got 8 minutes of bowling? Yeah, I think we bring back the
1: red light. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: you <laughs> know what, I, w- I would be okay with that, because at least when the red light's off, I can go at whatever pace I want. That's right. I would be okay with that. I'd be I'd be more okay with that than having to change the way I play to slow it down I mean, it's it's, like, ca-
0: uh, it's kind of funny you guys were talking about that because uh, so 10 pin the PBA has it's called a shot clock so you have a shot clock you have to get rid of the ball before or you get fined and they also have a shot clock in between frames so you can't throw the ball before that shot clock is up so it's it's Puts the episode into a proper time frame, so it's better for television, so they can fill their time slot and stuff like that, right?
1: Right. Did you guys like ever that. play
0: That'd KG be... when they had the time clocks? No, never got the chance to.
1: I was there watching it when Jackson. Yeah. Right. I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah smashed it. So, did you play in that?
4: Uh... Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I, I actually played a, a match against uh, Glenn Anseth, and, Seth and uh, we barely beat the clock.
1: Really? You barely you, you barely beat the clock.
4: <laughs> I'm being sarcastic.
1: Oh, okay. I, guess, I don't recall. Are you a are you a fast bowler, fast prep, and fast setup?
4: Yeah, match play. I am. Yeah, I think that took us maybe ten minutes to play three games or something.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Forget lane courtesy. Let's just bowl three games and get them done. It,
4: it didn't take us long. But there, wow. there was—I so, uh, don't so, was it was it Jackson that ran out of time? Somebody ran out of time and they
1: didn't get the finish. Well, I can't remember who it was. And I I, I mean, somebody help us out here. Uh, There was a match and it came to a point of this clock and smash. Yeah. Jackson.
0: I I think the story was Jackson kept forgetting to turn his time off. And finally he had enough because people were telling him to hit it. And so he hit it with a ball.
1: Right so we got comments, wasn't Jackson, Phil Robinson. I think Phil Robinson might have been playing Phil. in the match, though. Phil, yeah.
2: Phil would make total sense.
4: Yeah, it could have been Phil and Campbell. But I
1: feel like it was Phil and Jackson mm. playing maybe in the match. I don't know. Could, it was, I don't know. It, how, it, how, Phil I mean, was Chris.
2: notorious for, like, running off and getting yeah. his cra- like, yeah. crazy Jerrys or yeah. whatever. And, yeah. How yeah. can
0: you do how that A lot of people are saying,
2: Phil.
3: I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, how can you do that to somebody? Right, you're, paying, you're they're coming to your your tournament. I know there's a time frame you want to get done by. There's nothing else coming after on a championship Sunday, right? There's but thousands of
2: dollars on the line. I I think I think it's a matter of making it fair and equal for people. I mean, like look, look here we are at uh, Autumn Open the one year, and I don't mind saying this. Kevin Holdsworth <laughs> pissed me off. Like you know, I, I'd be it's it's a single game match. You should be done in ten minutes. You know, Ten minutes, eleven minutes, twelve minutes—somewhere in that range—and I literally had a twenty-minute break in between every match because his match would take half an hour every Sounds time.
0: like sounds like a you problem.
2: Yeah, it I, was. I, it th- wasn't just a me problem; it was a lot of people' <laughs> problem. We, <laughs> I, we, I we all hung great. out in the stairwell waiting. <laughs> I it didn't bother me
3: none. I think it's good. You know why? <laughs> uh, by the way, Ke- Kevin sent me a photo of uh, of uh, Doug's clipping, so he is listening. So. Um, so thank you, Kevin, for sending that to me. But um, <laughs> I, I think it's good because I I like playing against different people, and I like playing against different how they play against me. And it's it, it, if it's become the same same way against each person, um, I think it becomes a totally different ball game, right? I like playing against Len because with Lenny, like I have to play at my game and have to because he's so fast, right? Same as Dexter. And you know if I'm playing somebody who's slower, like you know Adam or Kevin, even though I can't beat Adam uh yeah adam or kevin all right i i have to learn how to adapt my game to them right like, not to them but how do i deal with myself right and um if you come in with a shot clock and all this other stuff you know what unless they're dicking around really hardcore about things just let her have it like it's really not the end of the world to me
4: yeah but reali- realistically tim though back, yeah. back in that time uh people were asking for for time count <clears throat> but yeah. time count right so they, they, they tried. Were, that's
5: fine yeah
1: yep. it was getting it was getting pretty out of hand like yeah. there were some guys that were really slow you okay. know, and, and, it, and,
3: after, and
1: it was intentionally slow that was getting to the point of like this is obnoxious right like yeah. you're being you're being an asshole here Like, it's time to it, we got to do something about this like half
2: the tournament has has to like you know take two frames to warm up because they have not thrown a ball in 20 minutes like that that's yeah not it, really, it, all that fair. And that. Definitely was a a, I, and
4: fair, I definitely yeah. give him the A for the effort for for trying it. it. It didn't work. Okay, we moved on from there, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we haven't seen one since. Yeah, yeah. No. no. All right, I, I, I just wouldn't want to
3: be that guy to be like, by the way, your time's up. That, yeah, that, that, that's yeah really you don't want day. to be
1: that guy. But anyways,
5: yeah.
1: Any, anyways, Doug, something that um, you know, I'll chat about is, you know, you have you you you're not young anymore, right? You're <laughs> working on late. Forties? What are you? At now? you're getting <laughs> an old man. Here. You're you're 50. I think some. I think we said saw, Steve Parchusti said that you were. His... I turned 50 last year.
4: Yeah. Oh, okay. Congratulations.
1: But how do you keep that competitive fire? Do you still have it? Where Where you know does bowling you know keep going? How How, how do you deal with the changing in your body and the family <laughs> and all those things that go along with age?
4: Uh, well, well definitely. Uh, uh, the competitive fire is still there. Uh, the body, not so much. I don't. I don't know if my body ever was there, but um, uh, you know, bowling is not rocket science. I mean, you, you guys all know that. It, it's we are our biggest competitors. It's it's our mind game. Anybody can go out there and throw a ball down the middle with the right stuff on it and get a strike, right? But to do that consistently, and it, it, it's battling yourself. It, it's it's training your mind to overcome a lot of that stuff that that's kept me competitive. Um, now would I say, if we went on the lanes tomorrow, I'd be competitive. No, cause I haven't thought about going for pretty much a year and a half. Right. But when this all comes back, I, I've got some training to do to get myself back into that, that uh, competitive sport.
0: Yeah, I think, um, obviously all of us are kind of in the same boat like we're all gonna have to uh grind and get back um to where we were for sure but doug you're probably one of the last people to throw a perfect game like to me you're you're probably still in the i guess the height of how you can play so i i don't really think you actually have that much um to get back where you were you're you're still pretty pretty good
4: i yeah i it depends some days I think I am. Some days I don't think I am. Yeah, I, the skill's there. I, I don't think once you once you learn the basics of bowling, and this is just my opinion, right? You guys? Yeah, for sure. Once you learn the basics and and how you how your your muscle memory and stuff work for the for the game, not a lot changes. It's 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 in your mind, and, and that's where everything changes. I've lost a lot of events because of what I think. And I can talk myself out of every fucking lead I've ever had. Oops, sorry for that. No, you're good. You're all good. But, and I've done it time and time again. And I'll give you an example for that. Uh, last year, at the, the last time we played the Classic, shot a 1,070 for my first three games and never made the cut. Well, I did that back when I was 18. And, and what did I do after I shot that 1,070? How did I screw that up when I was back 18? And I did it again. We didn't average two hundred from the next five games. So it's not about the ability and and being able to do it. It's about it's about here.
0: Right. It it's kind of funny. I just read an article with about uh, Dexter's favorite golfer, Phil Mickelson, and he <laughs> he kind of even said that now he's at that that fifty plus age, he finds himself his. His physical game's there, but his mental game isn't. He's he's missing on certain things he he should be focusing on. And it's just his focus just isn't there. Is that kind of the same line that you're kind of thinking? Your your focus is just missing at certain
4: points. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And you notice that once once I once I got married and started to have kids, my priorities are different, and and that mental game just isn't where it was at. Like it, my life doesn't revolve around bowling. It's it's my social life and it's my competitive life right now, but it's not a it's not a loser die. I don't go out if I don't make a cut. Meh, right. around, sorry. or or so, at least I try to compete. Right.
1: So how are you going to work on that? Do you read books? Um, you know, listen to podcasts? Do you just have to simply go and bowl more to feel more confident? Or how are you going to work on that mental side of things?
4: Uh, to me personally, I, I think, uh, there's a couple things that I'm going to start doing, uh, once Bowling comes back to, to get there. Uh, definitely reading a few books isn't going to hurt. And, um, I just started doing this today and I, I went for my first float today and I found it very rewarding. It's, uh, very relaxing and gives you lots of time to self-reflect. And, and I think that's going to be part of, part of my routine when I come back to Bowling
1: it's a big one i haven't heard that before but i've i've always been you know interested in trying that um, it's the feeling of just sinking there and feel like you're not going to go underneath so and, did you have that fear or how did you decide to do a float you, you know it's time? not it's,
4: it's not even the fear of, of of sinking it's just you are in um i don't know the word for it it's you have no feeling You're not sinking. You're floating. It feels like you're floating in air. Oh, it's one of those
1: isolation chambers, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay.
4: Cool. But it's a float, Hmm.
1: right? Like you're
4: in yeah, heavy salt. salt. You're in salt water. You're in salt water. You're floating around, but everything's kept at room temperature. So you're out. Anything outside of the water is the same temperature that's in the in the water, and you're not touching anything at all. So it just feels like you're floating around the space. There's no lights. It's um, if you've never tried it, try it.
1: Yeah. So you're really just sitting there and just allow yourself to go into the state of, yeah. you know, like you said, sensory deprivation. Just,
4: oh. yeah, yeah, that's what it yeah. is.
1: Neat. Yeah. Interesting.
4: Neat. So if you've never tried it, give it a go.
1: So you I'll feel like uh, that's something that will help on the mental side of things because you're able to relax into so, so far yeah. to kind of take yourself back to what you were feeling in that moment.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it honestly was because. Uh, while I was in there today, all I was thinking about was past because this was coming up tonight was was past bowling experiences and and things that I've accomplished and things that I failed on. And it was it was and you're in there for ninety minutes, an hour and a half.
1: Holy crap. Wow.
4: And it went by like that. (laughs) Fun. That's crazy.
1: So we're going to have five and you all going doing a float this week. Let's report back next week. If you, start, yeah. if you start, if you start
0: here screaming from the other chamber, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Desher might've
3: drowned. He's an anchor, even in salt water. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, so what? I, I guess, uh, I guess Doug, obviously your mental game has been huge and it's been great. If you were to tell somebody one thing, what it would be.
4: I guess. If I was to tell somebody one thing, what would it be?
5: Yeah.
4: one wow. work on your spares.
1: Yeah.
4: Strikes for shows, spares for dough. Yeah. To be honest.
1: I'm, writing, I'm writing this down right now. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> where's, Mitch,
0: where's Mitch Davies when you need him?
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh,
0: Mid, heard, Mitch is the exact opposite. <laughs>
4: Spares yeah, yeah. don't win shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just so disagree with that. You can't throw 10 beggars every day, every yeah. game. Every You need to, You need that spare game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It has to be there. I
1: like, I like some of the, you know, themes of today. We talked, you know, the mental side of games, the sparing things, you know, the longevity in sports, you know, how to uh, how to keep it going this long. So mm-hmm. some good I want to bring that.
4: I, I think we should, Run an event in, in the in the tour that has the counterpin in it. Bring that back yeah. as a little side event,
1: that's like a Friday cool. night or a Thursday yeah. night little fun event. I, yeah, yeah, totally. Forget the note
4: forget the note tap. It's not going to be counterpin night. Yeah,
1: consolation. Yeah, <laughs> consolation counter pin. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the, couldn't the, the, the runs go pretty up and down? Oh yeah. Right. Like right. you could yeah. go three frames in a row that you don't have a counter pin. Yeah.
3: I would, I would yeah. love, I would love to get a low, low game. I would love to see a low game of like
1: 30. I would love to see it. <laughs> I, would, I would relish in that stuff.
0: Oh man.
1: Yeah. Um, how about the next generation here, Doug, uh, your kids bowling, uh, Are you getting the family involved in the sport as
4: well. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, both the girls are in YBC right now. Um, when they're allowed to be, uh, obviously when bowling's around, uh, my oldest daughter loves it to death. And, uh, my youngest daughter is, uh, between bowling and hockey right now. So, um, love coming to watch dad bowl, love coming to, they're, they're a lot like me when I was young and, uh, we'll see where it takes them. Nice. Yeah. And That's
1: are nice. they, you know, fairly competitive too, that they're, no, you know, no (laughs) which is almost good for right now right i mean you don't you don't need to be competitive you know you're you're still young just
4: no they still enjoy what you're
1: doing and have fun doing what you're doing and get a trophy and
4: yeah yeah want to show up each week that's all and want to learn a little bit and throw some balls (coughs) they still enjoy the game so they're not that competitive and uh hopefully Good. Hopefully, through the years, they get some of the same experiences that I got, where they make some lifelong friendships, and and if they decide to continue on with it, good for them. If they don't, whatever whatever they decide. Yeah. Yeah. Do you coach awesome. them? I, I try. I'm I'm a terrible coach, Dexter. I don't have any patience.
2: <laughs> I, I, considering. I uh, let, let's let up here that, yeah. and find <laughs> yeah. to, uh, Tom Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Dog is one of the best working with youth. I don't believe you for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, like maybe see Maybe like I don't see the, you, you've, s- you've switched over to your left hand there. Well done drinking that now. Um,
4: <laughs> it's just water.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks pretty fun. <laughs> One of the cool things on your bio and a lot of our guests we've had the fortunate of of chatting with is, um, in 2009, the top 100 uh, bowlers were named and you of course are are one of those, Doug. So that's a, that's a pretty cool feeling and accomplishment. Um, how was it when you got the news that you were on the list?
4: Uh, To be honest, it was pretty exciting. Um, you don't realize how exciting it is until you realize how long the game's been around and how many bowlers have actually played the game. And to be named in the in the top 100 of of that many bowlers, I at one time I did know that stat, but I don't know what it is now. But uh, yeah, it was a it was an exciting announcement for me. And uh, I were I'm not going to say I worked hard to get that, but I worked hard at my game, and uh, that was one of the rewards of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: pretty
4: cool. Yeah. Right.
1: To get that, right? To say, you know, you, yeah. The hard work has paid off, the the tournaments, the things you've played into it, sure. To get a little bit of recognition and reward is, is pretty solid.
4: I to be to be honest and not and not just tooting my own horn here or anything, but there's only a hundred people that have ever played this game that can say that. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And to have your name um it, it's not obviously etched in stone, but on banners um, and stuff like that on the website and with all those, those great players that everybody hears them, their household names in five pin bowling and to have your name included in that and be considered a household name is um, unbelievable. And
4: yeah, it's, it's, it's it's actually overwhelming at times. It, yeah, Yeah.
0: I think that was a pretty cool idea.
1: Who uh, who else from Saskatchewan? Because it was basically by province. Tim, do you have that handy of uh, oh, yeah. the other people that were. Well,
4: I think uh, the guys off the top of my head right now, off of. I think I'm pretty sure that Kevin was there and Doug McCaw. Um, those are the two that I can name off the top of my head.
1: Uh,
4: let me look Lloyd Weens, Lloyd means, I, to maybe.
1: Lloyd Weans, yeah.
4: Ween, Weens, yeah.
2: Well, uh, Weens? No. No no just a good question from David uh, here. Wasn't there a male and female top one hundred? Yeah. yeah uh, it 50, was fifty and fifty, right? Fifty and yeah.
3: fifty. Yeah. Well I don't see Lloyd Wien's on there. Um Pizzy
1: <laughs> uh, Pizzy Don Kevin Clark said Don Clarehue. Oh
0: Clairehue,
3: yeah. Clairehue was on there. Doug and Kevin.
0: Cool story. My first ever uh, cut at the Coca Cola Classic, Don Claire, who got kicked my butt in the first round. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the
0: I was like, look at this guy. Oh. I, I should be doing good. Nope.
2: Yeah. In, <laughs> Tracy. You
4: know, that's my Jill Craner better story. Yeah. 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 But if, when, you know what? Yeah, I used to Tracy. travel with uh, with Don for many song. tournaments and stuff, and Don and, uh, was one of the, the the best I've ever seen shoot a strike. He, right. he was so consistent. He would come out and practice 40, 50 games a, a week. And, and uh, he'd go to a money tournament, make the, make the cut, and uh, shoot 900 and somebody beat him. Shoot 900 and somebody beat him. And he, he just, it, it was it was blowing his mind that he was getting beaten. Um, um, he, he was a great guy, different guy, but phenomenal. Yeah.
0: He, yeah, he was. Uh, he was pretty gracious in his win. He uh, shook my hand and everything, and uh, I don't think he looked twice at me after we started the match. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 um, so, Doug, what about uh, you? Know a couple comments about playing with your brother? Obviously, um, we've talked before about some of the great brothers that have played the sport. Uh, we've got. Tim and Dexter right now, you know, 20 years from yep. now, you guys are going to be looked at as some of the, the all-time great brothers that have played. How does that uh, that feel, getting a chance to play uh, a sport so close to him uh, and competing with him for so many years?
4: Uh, it's always uh, twofold. Uh, it's always been a privilege and an honour to play with my brother, but uh, I'm sure Dexter and Tim, you feel the same way. He drives you nuts sometimes, right? <laughs> um, uh, great bowler and, and tough to beat. Um, and and sometimes we just don't see eye to eye like brothers do, so we we have our little battles, but always an honor to play with them. Yeah,
1: yeah. play the sport and throw some strikes together and come off the lanes and get some high fives.
4: Yeah, for sure. Huh.
1: So what's uh, what's next year looked for you, uh, Doug? You in, in the lineup, ready to play autumn open? these uh, get back to leagues? Uh, what do you normally play in a league?
4: All right, well, I play one league a week now. All right, that's all I've played for the last little while. Right now I'm playing um, a men's league out of, out of the Glencaron Care and A lot of fun. A lot of fun. And, and uh, next year, you know, every summer for the last 15 summers, I've talked about retiring. <laughs> Adam Weber? True story. Tim uh, Wiseman? Ask, ask my wife. Uh, oh yeah, but uh, I don't think I don't think it's 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 time yet. So no. play a league and, and we'll see how COVID takes us and uh, if the tournaments are around. Uh, I'm sure I'll hit uh two, three, four, or five, depending on what family allows me to.
3: Yeah. Perfect. That's no, good to hear. It's exciting. Any, any poker tournaments coming up?
4: Uh well there's always poker tournaments on Sundays, <laughs> <yeah>. uh, <laughs> every every Sunday. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, that it's, now that it's nice outside, I'm spending a lot more time outside doing the yard work and stuff. But um, I'm waiting for another Mark Johnson home game. I want to be a, be a I three. Think I want to be a three in that one. So <laughs> I think you're I've only
1: heard, I've heard rumblings play. about Saturday night. There might yeah. be some chat. So you're, you're only allowed to
2: play if you put your camera on.
4: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I want my camera on the last one. You were gone already though. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I didn't knocked out. Yeah, chitty chitty. chitty chitty, you were chitty chitty. yeah. We're hearing uh, rumblings that you're quite the the poker player, there, there, Doug. So I'm not sure um, if we want to get into the late night, you know, tour <laughs> poker games or card games <laughs> with you.
4: <laughs> Sometimes luck runs on your side. On. Yeah.
0: That's what all the good players say.
1: It's all luck. Yeah. Sure, That's sure. awesome. I, I I sure wish and have big dreams of being able to play good online poker, but
4: but I I I, I got to clarify. And my wife gives me uh, shit for this all the time. It was both of us playing. We were taking turns. Like one of us would watch the kids for a bit and and hang out outside, and the other one would. So it was a it was a tag team effort for that big tournament that we won. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and she's just. Just as good, if not better than I am the poker. So.
2: Do, do you guys play like similar styles, or? That's no.
4: why his camera is off.
2: But so that I, I like that. Rob. That's that's gonna make it really he tough. Like,
4: though. He doesn't like bowlers, so she won't play with us. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna make it tough on you competitors, especially if they start like you know figuring out your patterns and all of a sudden you Let's not find tell him, Yeah.
5: <laughs> Yeah, that's
4: interesting. I'm not going to divulge that. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely something that we've been able to do over over these these COVID times is uh, sit down and play a little bit of poker together and entertain us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I think I only played a couple, but I know Johnny's obviously organizing him, and I think the guys are he's having a great time organizing, and I think you know the
4: you know, I love the connection
1: those. with everybody. So it's it's awesome. Yeah. yeah,
4: I love those little home games. Those those are great.
1: Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Well,
0: Doug, I think we got to say goodbye to you for uh, this podcast. We can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, it's been amazing. Like I said, uh, every time we go to Regina and you come out here and stuff, it's it's pretty cool to hang out with you and play against you and stuff like that. Um, obviously, being named in the top 100 is well deserved, and I hope you continue to play many more years and and show us what it's all about.
4: Yep. I appreciate you guys having me tonight, and uh, and look forward to watching many more. So, thank you.
2: Uh, it's a good chatting with you, Dougie, as always.
4: you,
0: Dougie. Yeah, you guys. It. Um, you're more than welcome to stick in the back. I I forgot to tell the last couple podcasts. You can stick around in the backstage till we're done the podcast, and we're, we're happy to chat with you if you're still able to. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks. thanks cool. That was uh really good. good.
2: Uh, yep. I just want to point out, Ryan, 5 Pin U does not condone illegal gambling.
0: <laughs> That's right. You can you know, gamble
2: legally as much as you want. That is not our problem.
0: Doug, Dougie's <laughs>
1: always been a guy that, you know, I've always sort of in a way looked up to, um, you know, another handful of years older than me. But from the competitive side, I always felt like he was sort of in my wheelhouse and always very nice and, and friendly to me, you know, in the, the tournaments me back, you know, early days um so good to have him on as a guest he's he's done a lot for bowling super ultra competitive um obviously we didn't really get into over the stats i don't think doug knows all of his own stats but (laughs) it's a huge resume that he's got like he's he's 25 years in the open i mean there's he's played a lot of games and a lot of big matches so great to have him on
0: yeah he's uh one of those guys um I know uh, perfect games are more a lot about the luck and stuff like that, but you always hear people having two or three. He has four; that is uh, quite the accomplishment. You don't hear about people having that many perfect games, especially in five-pin bowling. So
2: I'm never going to get one, let alone four.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Weber, settle down. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. What's the most? What's yeah. the most perfect games anybody has? What
0: Fraser Hamley, I think.
2: Uh,
1: Didn't
0: he have? Uh,
2: or Frank Levine, yeah, they had tons. <laughs> yeah, Fra- okay. Frank. I mean, if you count, if you don't count uh, his practice, he had tons. But if he, if, when he had practice, he would go in for his league night, find out which lanes he was bowling on, he wouldn't leave until he threw a perfect game.
1: Right. Wait. Wait. Wait a second. We're we talking about practice. We're talking practice. Who No. I
2: just want one. So want one, yeah, me too, me too, man, me too. Thanks, Carrie. Yeah,
0: me too, me too. Yeah,
3: I Doug, he's a legend. I mean, as soon as I started knowing the going around circuit and going around talking to people, he was always open arm, willing to talk to anybody and help anybody out. Um, obviously, he's my favorite Clark, I don't like Kevin that much, so uh, <laughs> I do like having Doug on. Um, but super appreciated him coming on. Um, he's he's definitely. Even though he's 50 and he doesn't think that he can compete as well as he can, I tell you what, in our illegal gambling side bets, he's always first round pick in our fantasy, right? So the guy can play, and uh, I hope he can play for a lot longer because he he throws a really great shot in it. Yeah,
5: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No gambling of any form anymore. What's going on? (laughs) Well,
0: legal, legal, illegal, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> How's our right, draw doing well,
1: there, Dexter? All right, we're we're going to
2: bring up our uh, randomization here for this week. Uh, how many times have we randomized this? Today?
1: Four, four for four perfect games. That's four what I was four? thinking,
2: too. That's what I was thinking. We have, how many do we have today? We have 48 people.
1: Nice. Thanks. Everybody. Yeah. Make sure everybody shares the podcast afterwards, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, please. Like, share, follow, do all that yeah. good stuff.
1: Everybody on YouTube follows. So,
3: which one is this one for? This one is yeah. gonna be.
2: For
0: the what, we're or... we only got the one for the hat today. Uh, okay.
2: The black flat brim, uh, hat. Yeah. We'll call it
1: All the DB right. hat. Gone once. The black
2: There's the second one.
1: Ooh, Hibner.
3: Is
2: Tyson Nelson on the top again. You're not getting another hat this week, buddy. All right, and the <laughs> winner this he? week? Hebner, <laughs> Hebner, Jeff, Jeff yes. Hebner.
1: He will look good in this hat.
2: Yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff will rock that. Jeff will rock that for sure.
0: Hey, right, so Jeff, you can uh, hit us up on Facebook, any four of us, and get us your uh, your mailing address, and we'll get that hat out to you.
1: Yeah, you bet. And he has to cool. take photos so we can use it for our marketing materials. <laughs> That's right.
2: Definitely. Yeah, well, yeah absolutely. <laughs> 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 He'll be a great Good. model for us.
1: Good chats tonight, too. Also getting some uh, some stirrup about the Autumn Open tournament events, right? Thoughts about getting some entry forms, right? Even start pre-planning that event. Um, not a bad idea, right? Even though it's still a number of months away, start, start looking at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Hey, there he is.
0: Perfect. Um, yeah, I, I'm i actually super excited to see that. Um, we haven't had much talk about the WCBT cash events in the last few podcasts. And just to see the chat already talking about it and wanting to get their entries in and stuff like that, that's pretty cool. Um, we just hope the WCBT grows and Winnipeg's holding that tournament in December and the WCBT has been maybe working on something to add to the tour championship for 2022. Um, obviously, we need some sponsors to step up and help us out, but we're we're reaching out and we're trying to build something that's going to be worthwhile for people to make multiple events and stuff like that to help this tour grow and totally. um, support obviously the best players in the game. Absolutely. Cool. Well, all right, um, Timmy, who do we have again next week?
3: We have uh, Jeff Gorn, so that's going to be quite the character we have on. Um, Number 99. Um, loving, his, loving his emails, um, getting really jacked. I don't think an agenda means anything, so it's going to be, I think, a delight for everybody. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really good. I think we're going to enjoy it.
2: We're just going to hand him the mic.
3: I, I think, that, <laughs> I I
2: think, I think that's what we do.
1: I think that's <laughs> what so we, There's no agenda. There's no not. Here you go, Jeff.
2: Yeah. yes I, I, <laughs>
3: yeah. jeff jeff is it will speak perfectly i have no doubt about it and i think it'd be perfect because it's 99 you know wayne gresky perfect there we go right yeah yeah um yeah you know what probably the best winnipegger we got on right brett um <laughs> <laughs> uh and then and then of course we have the hunters. so we, we're gonna dabble that in and uh Send me, send me, your fill out your questionnaires. I mean, only got like a, about twenty five in. Fill those out. Um, it's great to see what we can get in for guests. Right now, we have about one hundred twenty five on the list. So, <laughs> I actually had to make an Excel file for that. Um, <laughs> but, it's so for it's awesome. yeah. but it's great to see what everybody wants. Two years, it's awesome. But it's great to see what people want to come out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. do appreciate. perfect. all right guys well we'll talk to you all next
0: week
5: thanks chat